Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this, it's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life, and ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it. I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste, and the taste is actually really refreshing, and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good, um, and it's good for you, so remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible, just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer, and he had, he had those every single day. He said it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash OLLC to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meat, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. And get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Athleticgreens.com slash OLOC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, liquid death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, I got my brother from another mother back in my kitchen. 
Mr. Chappelle Lacey, thank you for being here. As always. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being here. And then in front of me, man, man, Canada's finest. Uh, I met this guy a long, long time ago. We'll talk about it. Uh, He's one of the busiest men I know. He's got three kids, a wife, um, so much positivity energy. Mr. Matty Matheson, thank you so much for being here. (laughs) Thanks for having me. You have so we were just talking before this, but you you have such a good, um, just a good energy. Ah, like you're really alive. Yeah, we we we're real out here. You know, I always say I come from good parents. Yeah, my parents are good people. I love when people say that. Yeah, that's like my favorite thing for a person to say is that they actually come from good parents because most people are scared to say that because fuck my parents. Yeah, because a lot of people are like, fuck my parents, but like. For someone to say, I actually come from good parents, I actually re- respect that. More good than bad. You know, yeah, yeah. like they got they got their character defects and they got their shit. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for, for sure. Yeah. But I um, I don't know. My par- my parents are ultimate psychopaths. <laughs> full of, like they're full they're full love, full, full, full tear, fucking ready to pop off at any moment, ready to love, ready to feed yeah. people. Yeah. I, I think I just grew up in an open door policy house. And having two brothers and a sister and lots of friends, we just always had people at the house. And it yeah. was just like, I think that's where like the core of my like hospitality mentality comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and just like real, real, uh, I like people, you know, like I genuinely like people. Like my house was never empty. Yeah. You know? Where do you, where do you stand as far as siblings? Like, I'm third. I'm third. third. And then Grizz is younger than me. And then B Steve is, uh. We, they all got stupid names. <laughs> Sarah, there's Sarah. Yeah, that's a lovely Beef, family right there. Yeah, Steve or Sarah, Beef, me, and then Grizz. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so, growing up in a small town too, huh? Yeah, Fort Erie. Well, I grew up in a lot of different towns, but like I grew up in like the east coast of Canada, moved around a lot. Yeah. You know, Nova Scotia, no, Ontario. Yeah, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, New Brunswick. Newfoundland. Uh, you were born over. in St. John. I was born in St. John, New Brunswick, yeah. and then and then moved to Truro, Nova Scotia. Shout out to Truro. Shout out to Nova Scotia. Yeah, uh, lived in Dartmouth, lived in St. John, li- lived in Quispam Sis. Fucking. Why did you guys move around so much? You know, dad, dad needed jobs. Yeah. I, I like. I just. I think it was just like. I I always say my dad was always uh, smart enough to not have a job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like he. I think he was just like we always had food on the table and we always had like a place. But like, I think we. I think my dad has had a lot of careers. Yeah. And yeah. I think my dad has had. Um, Thank you. A lot of. Uh, a lot of jobs the same with my mom and i think it's just like i just come from like kind of that like shit shoveling mentality and like kind of just doing what we need to do to take care of ours and uh it's pure working class yeah yeah my mom's still out here serving tables i love it wow yeah my 60 63 still still bringing people dishes you know i love it too man for having that many kids 63 is young i think you know yeah well she 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 had sarah when she was 16 okay yeah, yeah. Because she was, was like sixty-seven now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just he think just, about that. Though. Yeah, my you know my saying? my dad's there's like sixty-four, sixty-four, sixty-three, awesome, some shit. Yeah, and yeah. they had Sarah when they were like sixteen. And my dad, it's crazy because my dad, my mom's dad was the chief of police. Wow. And my, and my wow. dad's dad was like a sergeant in the RCMP. And so like my dad was like Camaro driving, like bad boys, <laughs> you know, like little seventies like Camaro dude with the long hair and all that shit. And then and then like got like the chief of police's daughter pregnant. So that was tight. Wow. So then they had to get married. <laughs> they had to do the marriage, you know. Yeah. 
And then, uh, and then the Mathesons were born, you know. And you grew up in the, uh, the Jesus Christ Church of Latter Day Saints. We're Mormons. We we Mormons. we we, we really? out here packing, dude. Deep. Yeah. We were deep. We wow. got excommunicated, or my dad got us like excommunicated. What does that mean for the listeners? I, well, we just got taken out of like the the history books, and we got taken out of like the program, and we got taken yeah. out. We had to like ext- you got to get like extracted. I feel I don't know too much. We don't genuinely. We don't really talk about it. Okay, okay. Too much. Like I, I'm willing to talk about it, but like I still have like I've I've never had them been like yo like yeah. like truly. I think it was like when we were living in Dartmouth. It was a huge community. Church yeah. was filled. Yeah, yeah. And, like church was like Super Bowl Sunday every Sunday. There was hundreds of people, and the community was big. Uh, the fellowship was massive. The, uh-huh. the, like it was every, like every Sunday we would go to some other fucking family's house and have a hot dinner and hang out and kids are running around like motherfuckers. And it's just like all this crazy ass shit. And, uh, and then me and my bro- it was like one of those things is this like at an early age, I just didn't fuck with it. Yeah. I, I really like, how, I, I how never, old, like how old around we were just born into it. Like we were all born into it. But like, I think but around like, were you, like yeah, we I was stopped. like probably like eight or nine where I was just like, really? Yeah. Like I, the thing that I didn't fuck with or just did it. I, it was very uneasy for me was like, I was like a little klepto kid. So I was mm-hmm. like at the store, like stealing chocolate bars and like doing wow. stuff and theft is theft. And like, there's like three levels of heaven. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so like at a young age, I was in the understanding and my dad was like a high deacon or some shit that I wasn't going to spend eternity with my parents. Mm. So then they were going to be in the, like the celestial kingdom. And but then I was going to be like the, yeah, down here in the basement, just yeah. like, <laughs> just like fucking scratching that shit. And I was just like, at a young age, I was just like, that ain't right. And I'm just like, Damn. that's it, interesting. You caught that that early, like yeah. around eight or nine years old. Well, me because and my brothers, we used to talk about it all the time. Like we really? just did it. Okay. Like at a very young age, we, we were always, talk, we were like, we don't want to go on this fucking mission shit. And like, I don't know. It was just like a very, it was a very interesting thing. Cause like we all talk about it. Like, it's just like, we never fully fucked with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we didn't like it, it, it's still like, I believe in some higher power shit, but I'm like, I'm not organized religion guy at all, Same. but it, it is, um, it was a very interesting like thing. Like we moved from like heavy Mormon town mm-hmm. to like no Mormon town. So yeah. that is kind of what separated us and pulled us out at the beginning. And then there's like some funny ass moments. Like when we were like, like we moved to Fort Erie, there's like no church. We had to drive, you know, 45 minutes to go to church. We show up. There's like no fellowship, no community, no nothing. Like six people in the fucking chapel. Wow. And we're just like, this ain't it. And so then all of a sudden, like I never missed a day of church in, you know, close to like 13 years. Wow. And so it was just like, I remember the first time, like my dad didn't come with us to church. And we're like, what was that about? <laughs> and we we're all like, what? And then, and then all of a sudden I remember... And we were living in Fort Erie, which is the border town of Buffalo, New York. Yeah. And we were at the, I think the Walden Galleria is the big mall there. Well, it is the big mall there, but I, I don't know if the Hooters was in. We went to a Hooters. <laughs> wow. When we were young, it was crazy for yeah. us to do something like yeah. that. Because we grew up, we never ate in restaurants. We never had a, like, I never had a Coca-Cola until, like, nothing. We were, like, straight abstinent of any sugar, straight, like, anything. It's all making sense now. Yeah, you, why yeah. I'm a fucking... I was just like, what's cocaine, mom? <laughs> Thanks. Wow. I was like, no sugar? I'm going to fucking eat all this cocaine. But I think it was the craziest thing ever was... Um, Did you want it more? Did you want to try things more, you think? It was just a crazy thing, like seeing your parents. Like like watching your parents change is a trip. Yeah. And yeah. seeing something where you're like your parents are like suit and dress, 
perfect things, and then all of a sudden, your dad has like a non-alcohol. I remember, still to this day, ordered like an O'Doul's at Hooters. Mm. And I was like, we're at Hooters, and we're just like, like looking at the menu, like dying, because like we grew up more, like I never seen The Simpsons, you know? Like I never saw television. Like I never, we never watched. So this was strict, like to the to the book. We were allowed to watch one hour a week of television, I think. Like I'd watch like Astro Boy. What about women? No sex to a marriage, stuff like that? Well, yeah, we were still so young. It wasn't okay, even in. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. even in like our so, brains, really. Okay, wow. so then I guess the school you went to at that time, probably elementary, like yeah. every, so. Everyone there was also Mormon because it was no, that, no, no, no. It was all regular. Like it was we all were, regular. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 we were all just regular. We would just go to church and like our beliefs were our beliefs. Yeah, and like yeah. the way that we handled, like we weren't like really allowed to like sleep over at kids' houses, and like we weren't allowed yeah. to like. There was just a lot of little things, but we were, but. My parents would have to like meet their parents. Like my parents were very just like protective, very protective, and not in like a weird way. Like we were allowed yeah. to like still like we were running around, like rightfully so, yeah, yeah, like running across train tracks and like breaking into like little buildings and like doing some fucked up shit when we were younger. Like still being like kids, like running around being maxes and throwing rocks in like old factory windows and like doing shit like that. You know, yeah, yeah, small yeah. town shit. But um, were you into like music or skateboarding anything like that? Yeah, well, I I that still remember my, my my first tape was like a I think like a cream. I had like my dad gave me like a cream tape mm-hmm. and like sunshine of your love was like a thing. And then th- my dad was always like, he never fucked with like the Beatles, but he, he was like always like a Zeppelin guy or okay. he was like a fucking like black Sabbath guy. Or okay. he, he was like into that. He was really into blues. They were really into like uh, John Lee Hooker, Johnny Lee Hooker and like fucking that kind of stuff. And like fucking, um, I don't know, just like all that kind of like rock and roll, like seventies rock and roll shit. Yeah, and you, then like real yeah. blue shit. But yeah, were you a good kid? Were you like a hyperactive, outgoing kid in school? Yeah, I was a suit. I was class clown. Like I was just like full force, like little. Because I'm like I was like the chubby brother. Like no one else in my family's big. So okay. it's just like my. I'm always like my brothers are all like ribs and dick. So it's just like <laughs> they're just fucking. You know they still got abs. I'm like, how do you guys still have abs? Yeah, like yeah. I was just like you guys yeah. got just ab- walking around with abs and shit. <laughs> And I just like it's it's crazy to me, but whatever. Did you did you like play sports? Have like a lot of friends in school? Yeah, I had buddies, and then we had lacrosse. I played lacrosse. Nice. Like everybody in Fort Erie played lacrosse. I never played hockey because I think once again, like later on in life, I'm kind of understanding like some financial boundaries of like having three sons and like if one played hockey, maybe it's expensive. It man. is expensive. It, it can't. It's like now it's like ten fifteen grand a year. It's like a crazy, crazy thing to play man. hockey for, for a kid. Yeah, like it's just like skates and travel. Like if you're tra- every single weekend, you got to travel to a town, get a hotel, get gas, like yeah, fucking man. all this shit. It's a whole thing. Jeez. And like in the town that we grew up, it, it, that I'm living now again, it's like a huge. You're watching it happen. Like my nephew was like, you know, I think captain of the junior B team or assistant captain or some shit. And it's just like it, it's one of those things. You watch a kid like grow up in that town. Become a hockey player, not get into the NHL and like become a cop, <laughs> you know, yeah, or like yeah, it's just yeah. like because that's like the good job, and yeah. it's just like this crazy ass thing. And I was just like, it was so funny when he, I'm proud of him for doing something, you know, but it's still, I'm just like, yo, like no more birthday gifts, no more presents, no yeah. more Christmas gifts. I don't buy cops presents. I was just like, get it, don't get it, don't get it twisted. I don't buy cops presents, okay? Even though Grampy was a fucking chief, I ain't buying <laughs> you shit. Was I was just like, I ain't getting you shit. And I told Sarah, I was just like. I ain't posting no family pics if he's got his uniform on. Mm-hmm. It's just like funny ass shit. Yeah, <laughs> Where yeah, she's yeah. just like stressing me out. I'm like, I love him, but I'm like, I ain't fuck with no cops, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so but he's funny. like, I was like, you could have been a firefighter. Mm, no family Every- photos. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Take that shit off. <laughs> um, and so were your parents strict in school, like with grades and shit like that? No, nah, no. Nah, that's the thing that's funny. They just like let us be us. Yeah. They really were. I, I think it was like, a, like they let us be us. You know, like I, I still remember, like, I think um, even in like grade five, six and like grade six, I think is when I got like dookie. And when I got like Ooh. when I got like Dookie in like grade six, that's what and I got I got fucking definitely maybe. My first two CDs yeah. were definitely maybe and and like my tapes I had like a bunch of old seventies tapes and stuff like yeah. that. And then it was like quickly like Dookie grade six and like definitely maybe were my two CDs. Yeah, I was happy with Great that. Albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those those were my two first like actual CDs and. I remember, like, I went and got my ears pierced. And my sister took me to go get my ears pierced. I really wanted my ears pierced. And I was like, my brothers were like norms. Like, okay. they still are. They're just like norms. They're construction and roofers and, like, normal-ass yeah. dudes. They got their kids. They smoke cigs, drink their beer, whatever. You know, like, normal dudes. And uh, and they're out there listening to, like, you know, like, Jane's Addiction and, like, okay. Creed and, like, you know, like, that kind yeah. of white guy shit. Just, like, pure, <laughs> like, you know, like, just, yeah. like, normal white dude, like, fucking rock on, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah just, yeah. like, fucking, let's go. <laughs> You're definitely the black sheep for sure. Yeah, and it was just like that's the thing is just like I remember like in grade eight I had like two eyebrow piercings oh, and shit. like dyed my hair like oh, black and red. Yeah. yeah, it was just like I was in a small town had like the bullet belt and like all that shit. Damn. And it was just like one of those things is like I think my sisters, my, one of my sister's boyfriends left like fucking Danzig three. And I started seeing that, and I was just like, "What is it? Like the H.R. Geiger art and all this yeah. shit?" And I was just like, "What's this shit?" And then, so wait, were you discovering this while like still part of that like started? Yeah, like Mormon? it was. It, it was still in that yeah. thing. It was still like my parents like like. I always had to get. I remember I would have to get like radio version CDs or tapes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I remember, I remember <laughs> getting version. what the fuck Cypress Hill with three little putas. Uh, I got. Uh, uh, it's a Black Sunday album. Maybe Black Sunday. Yeah. I remember going and getting that and. I like somehow didn't get the radio version and my parents are like looking over stuff and they're like, do you know what putas means? And I was just like, nah, dude, we're in Canada. There's no like Mexicans here. Like, I was like, I don't know Spanish. And, and, and they're just like, this is, that means whores, you know? And you're like, oh, I don't know what whores is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And still like, even like with Manson, I remember early on, like White oh, Zombie and Manson, like early on, like yeah. with the eyebrow shit and like White Zombie, like Zombie, and like Manson and I still remember I was like we're sitting down and your parents are asking you about like oh like what's your favorite song and trying to like talk to you about your shit yeah, and I still you. remember we're in this food court probably like grade 7 or 8 and my mom's like what's your favorite song on the CD I was like Cake and Sodomy I was like this song's hard like it's just like this song's amazing and my mom's like do you know what sodomy is and I was just like no and she's like bum sex <laughs> wow. I'm like Joan you shut it down I was like bum sex bum sex but I still remember like certain moments like that you know where you're just like out there I'm just like a fat sweaty kid with like black hair and just being like Manson cake and sodomy mom eating like pizza yeah. in the fucking cafeteria or whatever yeah. did you find other kids like you in that town were there anybody in the same shit there as was you? it was yeah. like it was amazing like I moved next to this kid uh, it's amazing moving like you meet like neighbors and all this yeah. kind of stuff I really like I moved around a lot I still think my parents they've moved over close to like 40 times wow. something like that like they have some crazy numbers because they kept moving like one they're very my parents are very nomadic very okay. nomadic very like like something happens like move to Las Vegas something happens move to the Keys move back to Canada like my, my parents would just be like they'll figure shit out okay. like my parents my dad will start a job just like the same thing I like that's maybe why I have so many like things. You have so many. Like yeah. my dad, my dad is like a G that way. Like he's just like, 
whatever, like one and done, do it, figure it out. We, we need, we need pork chops and fucking rice. Like, let's go. Yeah. I need to feed these kids. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's, um, yeah, like I, in the, in the town. So we moved and like all of a sudden my neighbor had like a Deftones hat, mm. you know, and this is like 97, 90, 90, probably 96, 97. Yeah. And time. he had, yeah, no, it was, it was part, like, I'm 40. So I'm, I'm 82. So it's just like, I think being next to Buffalo was like an amazing moment because like, you know, we went like warp tour where it was like Limp Bizkit before they had DJ, what was lethal? lethal yeah. DJ yeah. lethal. It was like body count, Deftones, like all that shit, Ooh, like 96, damn. 97 shit in Buffalo. And then living next to Buffalo, all these kids, we found these little kids and it was like, you know, like corn, Deftones, Limp Biscuit, like the first album. And then all of a sudden you just be like, I only want to listen to the songs with breakdowns. Like these okay. songs, I only want to listen to the hard tracks. And yeah. then, and then you find this other thing and then going to Buffalo, there was a record store at home of the hits, yep. you know, where everyone used to, Daryl used to work there from Snapcase, and like everyone like used to work there and you'd walk in and you're like, it was like Valhalla. And then you, I, we became like these, like the little Canadian crew that would like yeah. always come up and be like, yo, like what's this and what's this and what's this and like, what's this? And, and then like, it, it was really interesting. Like, I still think like, I remember going to like the first time I saw like Buried Alive, you know? And it was just like, I went to go see Caven okay. and it was like Caven cause I was still like more, I was kind of more metal than just like straight hardcore. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I was just like. I was going to see Caven because Beyond Hypothermia was out and it was just like popping. And then I was just like, and then it was like every time I die's first show wow. ever at Showplace. It was the Showplace. first time they ever Great played. Venue. Yeah. And it was like every time I die, it was Caven. And then I think even like Elliot and Never fucking been. Buried Alive. And Scott Vogel's original band. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And it, it was just like, and before that, like Slugfest and fucking. Slugfest, yeah. Dude, yeah. Slug, uh, best. And fucking, um, <clears throat> and that kind of opened up our whole, then all of a sudden we we're like, what's this? And that was like our first like show where we we're like real hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And we was seeing like, like I still remember like seeing like Andy Williams mosh and you're like, what's that? And you're like seeing like <laughs> fools getting kicked in the face. And you're like, yeah, yeah. that's that. This is it, you know. And you're yeah. like seeing stuff like that. But I think it's like even I don't even know. Like it, it was amazing. Like just living next to that's Buffalo. Cool way, yeah, that's a cool way to discover. It was just yeah, an amazing yeah. thing. Like me and my group of friends. It was like five of us. Uh -huh. You know, it was you five. go to America, discover this stuff, go to the record yeah. stores, and it's cool. It man. was the best, and it was just like going to Buffalo was the best. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh, there's shows in Erie. You could go see Disciple, or you could go see fucking go go to Rochester. Go Brothers to, Keeper, remember them, Rebecca? Dude, Brothers Keeper is unreal. Mike Ski, Mike Ski, shout out to Mike Ski, and it's just like all that shit. Even Disciple, like it was just like, and then you fall into all these different holes and you just find bands and you go in and it was amazing like even like robin shout out to robin at home of the hit she was like the fucking big homie where like i would walk in and she would just be like here's all the new stuff and this is like this is what and you know when record people like feel you and yeah. then they're like yo this is what you're doing and then they set you up with your piles yeah, and you're getting man. 45s and getting all this good stuff and i it was just one of those things where it's just like going to like buffalo had such an amazing like just punk scene too yeah. mm -hmm. and like going to like basement shows there was massive and i think it yeah. was just like a like late 90s early 2000s was such a special time with hellfest oh, yeah. and being all of that stuff there at that moment was just like massive and it was just like it was such a beautiful moment and hardcore and, and it was like the like 
I don't know. It was the end and the beginning of something. Like, without mm. that beginning, there'd be, like, no metalcore or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was just, like, everyone's trying to sound like Converge at that moment. And even Converge is trying to sound like Converge. Yeah. And it's just, like, <laughs> you know, like, it, it was a really fucking yeah. um, amazing time. And then that's when, like, during high school, like, we stopped going. Like, that was the thing is, like, when we started going to Hooters and doing all these things, and, like, all of a sudden, my whole world opened up because all of a sudden, my parents were, like, no more church. And, the, mm. and and I was like, oh. we were all just like tight, no more church. And like we were already out, like we never. Yeah. So it was like this interesting thing where all of a sudden, my parents were like became like even cooler. And yeah. then we became like real good friends. And then all of a sudden they started drinking. And then all of a sudden our house became like the house. Okay. Wow. And our house became like the zone. Uh-huh. And like there was some kids that weren't allowed to come over to our house, and then there was some <laughs> kids that like it was like some real ass this shit. This is high school. Yeah, and it was just like this beautiful moment in Fort Erie where it was just like we just had the most popping house parties, and like it turned into like like me and my brothers, my parents, and we would just have like house party. My parents would have their friends over. Yeah, and it was just like this beautiful thing where we were just all kind of mobbing out and hanging out and having a party, and it was just like. It was it was really like a safe place to be honest. Like yeah. it was just like, you know, better here than fucking driving around drunk and doing totally. all that kind of shit. Or like we'd just go get drunk in the woods. We had this like yeah. kind of fucking thing in the woods called the honeycomb. Mm-hmm. And we just go out to the honeycomb because there was all these different kind of clearings. Mm-hmm. You just get all fucked up. Like steal so you some drank stuff. before that. You you drank you drank before. Yeah, I started doing like that's the thing too is even when I was going to school like church even uh-huh. like the first time I ever did acid was like in grade eight. So it was wow. just like, like I was always like, I, you know, I got drunk in, uh, the first time I ever got drunk was on Southern Comfort. And that was okay. in, like grade eight was like me experimenting and getting fucked up and like going, you know, going into the woods and like yeah. getting fucked up. And like, did your parents know about you doing it? No, the first time I got caught, like I walked in, I, I think I had like a two liter of like some wine cooler and I was just like fucking just like covered in like orange pop looking motherfucker. <laughs> and I just like walked in and my parents both, like I still, they're like, are you drunk? And I'm just like, what? Like, you know, and yeah. you're just like, it's so funny to think about now because it's just like, <laughs> yeah. whatever. But like, it, it is. Um, What's cool is like, it seems like uh, your family, like you guys all evolved together yeah. as a unit. Yeah. Like, you, you, I don't know. It's kind of rare that you kind of hear that. True. To where like you, you know, because some families, it's just kind of like, that's just it. Just stays the same. And, they come and, from and, all, and only and only a couple people in the within the family kind of evolved. But like for the, the just the strict foundation you know, family values. It seems like you guys all evolved together and like, you know, well, I think I we were a team. I think of like us yeah. as like more of like a weird team where we were just like, everyone's helping out each other and everyone's like loving each other. And it's just like with three brothers in a small town, like one gets in a fight, the other one has to go find the guy who fought them and beat yeah. them up. And like my older brother was like a tough, like a known tough guy in town. So like we always, everyone's always trying to press him to see how tough this like fucking wow. idiot is. Really? Yeah, so he he was like a kind of a he was a he was a really good fighter, and so it was just like all, like every weekend it was just like oh we're at the bar and then somebody bumps into beef and now it's like okay let's go <laughs> and it was just like there's like amazing moments like all these things like I just love I love like I love all that shit like, I love how open minded your family was too coming out of being Mormons and yeah. then like yeah but that's, that's the thing saying, is like, like that's the thing is yeah. like my parents are fucking they're cool. They're yeah. like, unsh- like, I still think like, it's just like, they're unshakable. And I think like, that's where like a lot of people, like even my business partners, they're like, nothing gets you. And I'm just like, nah, nothing can. Mm. I was just like, I can't get caught. Like, I can't get scared. I can't get nothing. I was just like, I, you don't even get it. What we went through. And yeah. it's just like, that's the thing. It's just like, cause I'm like, 
being able to do a lot of things at the same time and keep the balls up in the air. It's yeah. like, I got a small ass team. I don't got no like golden financial goose investor thing. And like, I'm doing all this shit with my pennies yeah. and doing all this shit with like real people that are like out here, like shoveling shit to do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just like my mentality and my crew and my team is what we are build, what we are truly building is like, everyone wins kind yeah. of system right where i'm yeah. trying to like figure out be like yo like i'm this like little wide i'm this little net and all you motherfuckers if you keep throwing me out there let's go yeah and i think it's just like that's the same thing as like my parents and like us and all of us we were just like we were all we're all winning and, and then yeah. we'll, sometimes we lose and then we all pack up and we move and yeah. we gotta keep going but we're like all of us like it's one of those things it's like we don't we don't we don't stop yeah. Like, and, and I think like, that's the thing is like, there's a lot of times where like, you know, I'd get like a toy for Christmas or like, I remember in grade four, I remember, I still remember my brother got like uh Michael Jackson tape, like dangerous. I got the little recorder and my other brother got like a blanket, you know? And we got yeah. like each, each of us got like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And we're all like, Oh, you got like a tiger blanket. Sick. <laughs> I'm like, I got this. And then you got that together. We got nothing. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's just like, okay, put the blanket down and then we're going to all lay on it. We're going to listen to this tape. But together we all had something a lot, you know, pretty, and we all had those amazing, moments. Yeah. And I think like, that's the thing is like, we grew up not really having a lot and, but we had so much cause we did have each other. We were, you know, we were like the Matheson. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I still like, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I love and hate them, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same shit, but it's just like in my brain, it's like, it's straight, like some fucking stand by me shit It sounds yeah. at, 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 at times for sure. Like being like, it's like being in the church and at the same time being in like grade, f- I still remember in grade four, we were like going, like we were pushing in, you, we would go up to these old factories on the train tracks and like push in air conditioners and get into the buildings that way. And just like, we were like, you know, I got two brothers on my shoulders and we're like climbing up this thing, pushing the air conditioners. Wow. And I still remember we pushed in an air conditioner one time and there was people inside and we oh, pushed in the air conditioner and they're like, Hey, and we're in grade four. I'm in grade four. My other Ad- Grizz, Grizz is in like grade three. And then, and then Beave is in grade six. And we're all just running around and we're like breaking into these buildings and like we're not even, we're just out there like on our little BMXs and we're like running and hopping trains and like running between trains and all this shit. And it's just stand like, stand by me shit for yeah. sure. Yeah, but it's just like, it's so crazy. Or like running into the woods and like we all got like little fucking, we never like, my dad would have like Dremels, like Dremel tools and shit. And so we used to carve our own like machine guns and like use a shoelace as a thing and go into the woods and play like fucking, That's fucking, fucking army shit. Yeah. I love that, man. And it's just like shit like that where it's just like, you know, we had this like little fort that we made and all that shit. It's just like, you know, you find a, somehow there's like porn mags from other kids finding this fort and there's like shit in there like that. And like, and we're still like, you know, like you're a kid, you're fighting with these things where like, I think people that are brought up with God and Jesus and heaven and all this stuff, it's like this crazy thing because you, you instantly put your kid into turmoil of right and wrong, right? Mm. But everyone naturally knows right and wrong without that, yeah. without those types of things. That's, and it's, that's very true. And it, it, it's a trip. Like I was thinking about it the other day, I was just sitting there and I think of, and I was just like looking at my, I got three kids. I'm like, never in their life are they ever gonna have to like they don't even have to think about that but they have empathy they mm-hmm. they they have discipline they they have understanding that like if they do something wrong they they need to apologize and they need yeah. to and they you can see that mm-hmm. at a very yeah. young age and you're like you don't need this like overbearing 
thing of like, you're going to go to hell if you don't do this and like all this stuff where it's, it's a trip. Like it is a wild huh. thing where you're like, humans are good enough by themselves, yeah. actually. Uh -huh. yeah. You don't need to like, uh, like repent and do all this shit. You do need to repent. You, you can apologize. For you can, sure. You can be yeah. aware of your situation in any situation yeah. and be like, yeah, I was kind of an asshole. Sorry about that. Yeah. Can so I ask true. you guys something? Because you guys are yeah. both dads. Like obviously, you know, you know, from what you've explained and what I know of you, your your kids have like are living a different life than what you guys lived. Hundred percent, obviously, as kids and like have probably a little bit more fortunate yeah. than you guys were when you guys were kids. So, like as as parents, like you know, n n now that you're able to give your kids something better than what you guys have, like how do you, um, you know, how do you still teach them those core values of understanding, like you know, where you guys in a sense like came from, like like this is what you like people do have like how like how do you guide your kids through that i don't know if that's like a yeah, yeah weird I question Toby. i mean like them knowing how i came up and then how how yeah. good he has it <laughs> yeah 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 that's what or, i'm saying I mean, but, without, but, but without but I mean, without but, but without like pushing it down their throat i think like, i think just leading by example and also knowing that you know max is working a job now he's making his own money he's paying his own bills just the responsibility, you know, the fact you still live at home and you're 19. It got kicked up on my mom when I was 17. It was such a different time growing up. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think with my son from the jump, it was communication. It was open trust. Like we always knew when Max, if he was at a party, he was safe or where he was, he'd contact us. So he would text me and say, all my friends are going to skip this last period. Can I skip class? No kids are texting their parents asking if they can skip a, a, a class <laughs> because our communication is so strong and the bond is so strong. And I didn't have a dad growing up and I had my mom who didn't show the love that I got from my grandparents. And, you know, my mom was working to raise three boys on her own. And now I totally understand and respect that. Back then I was probably felt neglected. But now I'm like, damn, that's really hard to raise one kid and let alone three kids. So just like just having that to look back on how I was raised and then how me and my wife are raising my son with the compassion, the love and um, all that stuff. Yeah. And, and and I'm still learning too. Even even he's 19 years old, every day it's something so new. Being a parent, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. so yeah. I mean, I just try to lead by example and try to. He knows how hard I work to where I am with everything I've done in my life, and he knows it. Life isn't free. He knows he's not getting a free ride. And that's why I like when Max is like, "Hey, I want I want to get that myself. I don't want to get that because that's your hookup." I want to try to earn that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. earn a sponsorship or something, or work with somebody. Yeah. I don't want to just get it because I have the connects. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to be that. Do you know what I'm saying? He wants to work for it. So, anyway. yeah. Something like that? Yeah. How was yeah, that? Yeah. Thank no, you. That was good. No, that was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't, I'm just like, my kids are all young. Like, my kids are like six, four, yeah. two. Okay. You got three boys? No, uh, one boy, two girls. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, Mac, Rizzo, and Ozzy. Great yeah. names. Yeah. Rizzo Louise and Ozzy Dorothea. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm just trying to like, see, I I got caught like it was like one of those things where like in my my mentality was always like I want my kids to like, you know, have Christmas every year and be able to like have like things and like I I do I was just like I want my kids to have like a normal life yeah. and not move around yeah. and yeah. like do things like where I'm like we got our forever house first house uh -huh. we ain't moving nowhere. Awesome. My kids are all born. Two of my children are born in that house. Wow. Yeah. You know, like my wife, we were lucky enough to have like three home births. And awesome. and it's just like, like Mac was born in Toronto in our in our house we were renting. And then Ozzy and Rizzo were both born on the farm. And it was just like, I want, I do, like, it's weird. Like, I'm like, I want like super structure in the sense of like, I just want like 
groundbreaking foundation shit. Yeah. You know, like I want to be like, nah, this is like your home. We ain't moving. This is it. Stability. We, yeah. Like stability and all that kind of stuff. Cause it's just like, but even still, it's just like all the things like I'm, I don't got no regrets for my parents. Like I, I have very yeah. few actual resentments. There, there's certainly a handful of resentments, but there isn't like some crazy ass. Like there isn't like, cause I'm like, that was just life. Yeah. Nobody knows how to navigate life. They don't. There wasn't, there wasn't, cell phones there wasn't there, you couldn't just go on cell phones and be like oh yeah here's 20,000 self-help memes you know that <laughs> yeah. actually destroy you yeah. but, you know True. like and it, it is one of those things it's, it's like there wasn't no like live laugh love there was no nothing it was just like people went to jobs and then came home and watched the, the news yeah and like that was it and I, I just think in a world like that my parents did what they had to do and like i think it, yeah. it was a beautiful Same. thing and i think it's just like I just want my and and genuinely like it's just like I think having like me and Trisha been together for like twenty two years amazing, and man. having our children yeah it's it's the best and it's just like we we still like we fuck with each other hard like it, it is a beautiful <laughs> thing like it is like I do my thing and Trisha does her thing and we're very aware of what those those two two pillars are and and we both got each other's backs on a hundred percent yeah. And it's just like, yo, if I if I'm over here focusing on our career and my career and focusing on our businesses and all that kind of stuff, and like you're focusing on our children and our home and like doing all that, and then now it's crazy because it's an amazing thing. Like she's starting to like get back into what she was. She was a boss for years. Like she was running like J Crew in Canada, and like wow. she was the boss. Like before that, she was running like urban urban and and fucking Toronto. Yeah. She was like always like she was top of her shit. And yeah. then wanted to be like ultimate mom zone. And I was just like, let's go. And it was at that perfect moment where she could be ultimate mom zone. Yeah. And and we were very fortunate for that. And it's just like, but we're also like aware of like what it takes to do that. Yeah. And what what I need to do to 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 always be in a place of like furthering our future. And that's what I I, I, re, I want like I want our grandkids to eat. I want our great grandkids to eat. I, yeah. Like I'm on a path to be like I'm going to figure this out for all. We don't have to have, like, I ain't trying to buy Range Rovers. You see the car I pulled up in? I ain't renting no fucking fancy ass car. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm trying to, like, yeah. put some money in the bank and, like, smart. take care of people. Smart. Like, I, smart. I, I ain't trying to, like, you know, I'm wearing $20 shoes. <laughs> you know, like, it, <laughs> yeah. it's just, like, I'm not it's trying correct. to flex on anybody. Yeah. Flexing ain't it. I was just, like, I want our grandkids to eat, you I know? And that. it's just, like, I'm trying to figure that out right now. And I think I'm on a bit of a path for that. So it's just, like, I, 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 and I think that, you know, the same kind of thing is this, like, we always, we always had food. Yeah. Maybe we didn't have snacks. Maybe we didn't have a whole snack cabinet like I got in our same, house. You know, we same. didn't, we certainly didn't have a pantry. Yeah. My mom was grinding <laughs> flour. She was making her own flour out of grain and making fresh bread every week. Wow. You know, like she was out there, like literally I can still hear that machine, that fucking grain grinder yeah. making fucking whole wheat bread every fucking week. And she'd make her own bread. And like, those things are beautiful. Yeah. And it's just like at that moment, I think it was like because my dad was just like one of those guys. He's like, I bought a couple kilo bags of grains and I got this thing. Somebody, I got this grain grinder and we're going to make our own bread, you know, and yeah. before this like sourdough bullshit and before all this like stuff, it was just like, Food you know, like, shit. yeah, like all this shit. We we're just out here making bread. That's fucking dope. So, yeah, I mean, were you, were you cooking? Did you start cooking at a young age with your family? It wasn't no. like, like you know, in my books, I write all this like romantic bullshit and like, you know, <laughs> spinning some yarn and, you know, like you're telling stories, making quilts out of nothing. Yeah. But I think it is like, you know, my grandfather, when he retired, my dad's dad, when he retired from being an RCMP, 
he he uh, had a lot of different jobs. He had like literally he had like a meat market slaughterhouse. My dad grew up in a slaughterhouse. Wow. Like slaughtering fucking they had a cow farm and like pigs and all this kind of stuff. And then they sold the farm and then he had a restaurant called the Blue Goose. You spend, which, the, you spend the summers there, right? Yeah, and yeah. like the Blue Goose is like I got I got a big blue goose on my chest and like nice. our farm our vegetable garden is named after Blue Goose as well. And, uh, you know, which is, which is an amazing thing. And I think just growing up, going to Prince Edward Island and my grandfather, you know, was a divorced man and he, his, his wife and my grandmother lived very far away from each other. And, uh, he had like a little one bedroom apartment that was attached to his restaurant. It was a one bedroom apartment and a pull out couch and there was a Winnebago. And beside it, and like we would either stay in the Winnebago or when we were really young, we would sleep in like the banquettes in the restaurant because it was like a little soda pop shop wow. on the one side and then the main dining room of this diner. It was this beautiful fucking thing. Me and my brothers would like just lay on the banquettes, but we'd have to get up at like 6 a.m. because like they open at 7 for all the truckers on the highway wow. and PEI. And um, I think like there's moments of that, like, you know, you're a kid and you're like running around in the back and there's a guard, like my grandfather grew vegetables. Not for the restaurant, but like more for himself. Excuse me. And um, yeah, it was just like, it, it was one of those things. And you're opening up the door from the, the from the from his one bedroom apartment and you could see it went right into the kitchen and you could see it. You know, like kitchens are really like bright yeah. and there's stainless steel and there's mm-hmm. the clatter of everything. And it's like this whole thing. And like, it was a really busy diner. It was like a hundred seat diner. So it was like, yeah. it was a busy, uh, really beloved kind of diner in, in Prince Edward Island. And uh, I think that had a thing on me, but not until later. Like as a kid, like I didn't know anything. Like high school, I hated school. I was like always negotiating with my teachers just to get me 50. I'm like, what do I need to do just to get by? Mm. Like I'm always negotiating, <laughs> you know, like I was just like, I've been like a good negotiator for a while. And and like, I think that started with like just me being in high school and just being like, yo, like even in college, like I'd be like, yo, like how do, how do I... Like, I don't need to be in, I need, this is like a fucking elective. I don't need, I'm not going to be some sociologist. Yeah. I'm in yeah. cooking school, yeah. but I got to take this bullshit for some fucking reason. I don't understand that yeah. system. Yeah. I yeah. want to be a fucking goddamn chef. I don't yeah. want to be some, soci- why am I learning about like Russian fucking prison sociology shit? And like, yes. and like some yeah. criminal, I picked it cause it was cool. I was like criminal psychology yeah. shit. I was like, cool. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, I got to write essays on this. Yeah. I got to spend my time. And that's the thing is like mm. people's times are worth a lot of stuff. And I think schools and a lot of things are like, you know what kids are into. Yeah. And I think if kids are truly into something, they need to be like Let put into that, that path. Yeah. yeah like it yeah. is like one of those things where it's just like, yo, like they don't teach, like they should be teaching how to do taxes. They should be teaching how to like negotiate. Like, yeah, if you want to teach that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, like that's the, I think that, you know, stuff that you actually, cause I don't, I don't. Listen, I can't remember the last time I did a fucking algebra problem. <laughs> Me either, man. But I know I like do, a, I know I do like taxes an isosceles. every year. <laughs> yeah. I know I like you know I know I have it's to true. deal with taxes every year like yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like algebra I, that's that's been out the door since I fucking Yeah, you meant it. School. It's a waste of everyone's yeah, time. So, the teacher's so, time, the curriculum, yeah. all this stuff it's just like, yo, you're giving everyone and I think it is obviously about like equal opportunity stuff and like letting children find their places. But at an early Probably age so. like me yeah. like Okay, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not like trying to get into this stuff, but I think it is like <laughs> it, it, it it's just like like because I am pro school, but I think it is just like it's crazy town, yeah. you know. Like I I think it is a little bit of that, but it, it's just like you know like call like going into college was the first time that I ever 
did something. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. take a water. Uh, yeah. still or just still, still, still would be tight. Is that you. you moved to Toronto for that? Yeah, in yeah. like 2000. Yeah. So I moved to, yeah, like all that Buffalo stuff's before even 2000. Yeah, Humber's so. cooking program. Yeah, I yeah. went to Humber. And that was like the one time where I just like genuinely felt, um, it was interesting. I never felt those feelings before. Yeah. You know, I, I truly never felt uh, like a part of school for me was I would go sell weed fucking skip class no. you know <laughs> and like me and my brothers all went to different schools because we all got kicked out of school so like we were all like at different schools so like we would all like sell weed and shrooms and whatever and stuff yeah and whatever like we were just like three kids fucking banging shit out i still remember quickly though this is the best it's i good. remember we punked this kid so good <laughs> I remember one time this kid called us and we were all in our garage like smoking weed and we're just like whatever. My brother gets a call and this kid's like, it was just like, yo, you got shrooms? And we're like, remember what you would literally buy like individual grams of shrooms, like tinfoil wrap sometimes? I would not know that, but maybe you wouldn't know that. Anyway, nah, but it was just like, anyway, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us what's up, yeah. So maybe like where we grew up, we would literally, you'd take like a gram of mushrooms and you just individually wrap them in tinfoil. Okay. And then you'd have a bag and then you could kind of just give them out like dime bags kind of thing. Wow, okay. And fucking, I remember this kid called us one time and like, they literally were just like, yeah, we're, we want like an ounce of shrooms. And we're like, we already got them portioned out into things. Like, will you buy them that way? Usually you get a little stepped on because it's like a little less than a full gram and blah, blah, blah. Or mostly it's like just like shroom dust and not full stem and yeah. all this stuff. And we convinced this person to buy like an ounce. Of, we had like a hundred, whatever. We had like a hundred packs of fucking shrooms. Wow. And we literally, I was just like, we ain't got no, my brother like gets off the phone. I'm like, we don't got no shrooms. He's just like sweep the floor. And we just swept the garage, packed them all up into tinfoil, oh. and just like drove out, gave this guy the bag, and he called us like, and we're like, come get your money. Like that was like oh my, my older, God, my God, older brother dude. was like that guy. Damn. We're just like, pull <laughs> up. Said, come get yeah, he was like, pull up. Whatever, bro. You want it? <laughs> and I was just like, stuff like that. You know, that's, like, like, like it's some crazy, there's even like, that's like mild compared to like some of the things that uh, me and my brothers have done. But I think wow. it, it is, um, it is a beautiful thing. And then like, that's like high school shit. And then like college was just like crazy. College was even crazier. Cause like, I like. Were you walling out partying the crazy college? Yeah. Thing? Like I was, I, yeah, I was doing drugs. I was doing all drugs all day. All, not all day, yeah. but like I was doing like every night. I was like party boy, like yeah. drink, drink 20 beers, do a fucking couple grams of Coke, do some E, do some LSD. Like oh. no, no problem. You know, like yeah. just yeah, just real rock boy shit. You know what's you rock know what's crazy. Shit. You know what's interesting. I, I know keep rooming back to parent shit, yeah. but I think because like you had, you guys had great parents, is why you were able to like get out of that. Is it, do, you, do you think well, that's I fair think, to say? I think yeah, because I think I always knew I did have something to lose. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I never. If you have love, if you have actual on a, I think if you have true love in your life. That's something enough to keep, hopefully, most, like, addicts alive. Like, yeah. you know, and the people that, like, most people fuck up. Most people fuck up. Yeah. That OD. You know, most people actually fuck up. You know, I truly believe. Mm-hmm. It's a mistake. It's just too much. It's like, it is a mistake. Yeah. You know, people want to keep it going. And, um, 
you know, I, I, I like in college, my second year, I moved in with like three drug dealers and it was wow. just like, it was that fucking, had to be hectic. dude, it was Valhalla. It was so <laughs> sick. It was so sick because everyone sold different shit. Some were on like chems and pills and some were on just like weed and soft and like, you know, you're either soft or hard. And it was just like, it was amazing that having all of it. And I didn't sell any drugs in, in college, but it was just like, it was just an amazing time. It was just like, we were just like. Just psychopaths living yeah. in Rexdale and like living in Toronto in the fucking in the spot and just uh <laughs> It's it, partying a big part of being like a chef and cook in the kitchen. I hear things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. People like like to romanticize that, but I yeah. think that's anybody that's buck. I think yeah. I think I think anyone that's bu- like any type of fucking anything. Like you could be a horse jockey and some fucking heroin smoking tinfoil fool. Like it, it yeah. really doesn't like yeah. you know, like I think it is like everyone likes to romanticize the chef thing. Yeah. And it is that thing where it's just like it's just been part of that makeup. You know, and I think like partly because of Kitchen Confidential and all that kind of stuff with Bourdain and like the the, mm. the romanticism of like doing heroin and doing cocaine and having sex with people in the walk-in and like all of these things of like romanticism of the industry are are super cliche. They are real. They're real in anything. Yeah. Watch the Wolf Music? of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I I don't know. It's like it's real in any aspect. It's real in, in punk bands. It's real in yeah. every people. People Dude, are animals. Cheerle- cheerleading? I was a competitive cheerleader. Okay. Yeah. Cheerleading, we went fucking crazy. Okay. Like, we had problems. <laughs> yeah. Okay, same but like that's that. the thing is like, yeah, because I think the thing too is like, wins and losses. Yeah, you're yeah. in a thing like everyone, every day is a win or a loss. So when you're in a position of every single day is a win or a loss, how do you deal with that win or a loss? Yeah. The same. Yeah. That's the thing is that it's actually the same. And I think like that's the thing. Everyone is like with restaurants, you have a rush. You have multiple rushes, right? You have to get there. That's a rush to even just yeah. get to work on time. Then yeah. you have to get your mise en place ready for service. Then you have to do service. Then you have to do clean down. And then all of a sudden it's one o'clock in the morning and then you're like, I need to do something with all this energy. You're still like, you're on fourth, fifth wave. Yeah. And so then you're just like, ah, you're like on a 12 hour shift and then you go and you drink for fucking five, six hours and you get like shit bad. Like my whole routine was like, I'd be at work by like, you know, 9 or 11 a.m. usually. Then I'd be gone by like midnight at 1. And then I'd be out at the bar till like 6 or 8. And then wow. I'd go home. And if I slept for like three, four hours and just like passed out and up, like I was gravy. Wow. And I was like that for like my career. Wow. Like up until I was 29. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's just you like. A heart attack. And then, and then yeah, that, that was a. Uh, yeah. So then that was like the big what, moment. For real? Yeah. Yeah. yeah 29. So, but I had a heart attack in my sleep. So like I had the heart attack came after like a three day, like a three day bender. So then like, cocaine, I, I, shit, yeah. yeah, like yeah. Every, cocaine, yeah, cocaine every day. Like it's okay. just like, whatever, like it ain't like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like everyone's just like, you were doing it. You're just like, yeah, you, you breathe, you breathe every day right. full. <laughs> like, yeah, let's go. Wow. But it was just like at that moment. You know, like I was probably like an everyday user of multiple. Like the thing is, is like I'm a garbage head. Like where I'm like, what you got? You got oxys, you got LSD, you got K, you got things, you got whatever. Like, yeah, bah, bah, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then drink, you know, like at the end of it, I would be drinking like pint glasses of like I would fill like a pint glass. My drink at the end was a pint glass full of ice. And then I would just vodka like three limes. And I drank like those all night like that was just like yeah. my steady sturdy fucking that was what i was drinking wow and then and then i would drink beers and with and then you know lots of jameson every day 
But it, it was just like the heart attack was just like I, I was so I was so fucked. Like it was just like I was like I was like fucked at the end. Like I was like, you know, like being like getting like blacklisted from my friend's bars and being like, Maddie, don't come here if you're like that anymore. And like, you know, it was definitely, I was like degenerating at like a, at a thing. And then were you still cooking? Were you losing jobs and stuff? Nah. Well, I almost lost a job. Like it was just like, um, no, I always made it to work. I yeah. never, I never, nah, it didn't affect your work. Well, it, did, it certainly did. It affected my work in the <laughs> sense like I was the chef. I yeah. was, I was, uh, you know, kind of a, probably at certain moments, quite a monster. Mm. Um, but I think, uh, you know, I went home and, and had that heart attack in my sleep and I woke up because I went to the hospital thinking I was going to have it. Okay. So then like, I even got Trish, Trish like drove me to the hospital, which is like, it's just like a couple blocks from our house actually where we lived and uh, in Parkdale. And, uh, yeah, I was just like, I think I'm like, I think I'm going to go. Like, it's weird enough that I think I'm going to go to the hospital. Because I used to get these palpitations all the time. So I just like, you know, I'd be partying and like shoveling coke in my face. And I'd get these like like little palpitations. And yeah. I'd just put my arms up over my head. And I'd like cough. And I'd like try to cough through these like palpitations. And just like keep going. And like, just like, just wow. all the, like, I was just like a little party boy. But, but it's fuck. like. <laughs> Where do you think that came from? All the partying. Because it wasn't well, like no, you in the house. No, it's just like, I think, you know, like I wasn't one of those like, at the end I was like one of those dark dudes like probably like block out and like staring through you and like you try to stop me and like I'd like swing on you. Like I've definitely like, uh, yeah. But okay. I think it's like, Forever, I was just like, I no, like no D. I wasn't an angry guy. I was just like yeah. party boy. I just wanted to hug and kiss you and like yeah. just be like, who are you? Let's kiss. You happy Let's, drunk? Yeah, yeah, I was just like party boy, like straight up. Like okay. I just wanted to party. I didn't want the party to end. I was always like one of the last guys there. You know, I want to like throw beer at somebody or like <laughs> do whatever. You know, I was just like a, a bit of a fucking whatever. But that's the wake up call, literally when you're 29. Yeah, but then but then I didn't even stop. Like that was like a thing where like so like I was in the hospital. And then, and then, uh, yeah. And then they were like, you had a heart attack four hours ago. And I was just like, what? Yeah. So I'm like, I, at that moment I was like, so I'm cool. <laughs> can I go home? Yeah, no, straight up. <laughs> I was just like, yo, can I like dip? Like we good. And then they're like, no, you're not good. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, we just need to like, when you have a heart we're attack, laughing, but it's not funny. It's, it's fucking so crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So then I was just like, well, can I call my parents? You know, can I call my parents? Can I call, like, can I call some people? Like, can I go? So I go inside and, like, have a cigarette. You know, like, I'm, like, having a cigarette in the parking lot. Like, call my mom and call my dad. Did your family know how wild you were at that time? They, I think they knew that I was a part. Like, I was, I've been, I've been that guy. Yeah. Since fucking grade 10, 11. But, like, coke every day, that kind of, they probably. I don't think that. No. Because, like, I was never the problem. My older brother was, like, the the problem. You know? So, like, he took up all that air in my family of, like, drug addiction stuff. Okay. Yeah. it's just like you know uh is he sober now too yeah yeah he's okay, chill cool. he's he's awesome. great he's got two beautiful children married like it, it's incredible it yeah. really is incredible the what what uh what people can do yeah you know yeah. It, it really is powerful so that's so even, that, that, even that wasn't rock bottom for you. that wasn't that wasn't even call. the rock bottom that was oh, like that, no that was like me superman shit i turned into like i was like i can't even die so wait what did they do to you at the i was hospital? in i was in the hospital for because so they take your the enzymes in your body change Will so, you have so, a heart attack? Yeah, so okay. like my I had to wait until my like my my blood cells like flipped so kind of thing. They didn't do anything like 
I did like an angiogram. I did oh, like God, a bunch. Okay, I didn't right. have to put a. I didn't have to put a stint in somehow. So like I had yeah. a heart attack and and still like I don't have any scar tissue on my heart actually. So it was like this weird thing that happened wow. that like, like I go see Probably my just from so from the bender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they think. It was more of like a very intense like spasm almost of like it was a heart attack. Like, uh, like it closed, but it didn't scar my heart. Yeah, and then like. I've gone to like a lot of specialists and a lot of specialists. Like I've done like uh you know like I do a CAT scan every year. I okay. do all this cardiologist every year. I do all this. I do all this stuff to just maintain because I like. But it, it's um. So wait, you were sleeping and what? It woke you up in the middle. It just of the woke night? me. No, it woke me up. Like uh you know I woke up at like five thirty six a.m. and I was and just like, like mm. it just felt like an uncompromising squeeze. It just felt like I was my heart was getting squeezed and it wasn't getting tighter. It was just like a constant pressure that wouldn't relieve itself. Yeah. Damn. And and it, I was just like I'm really like being covered in you really understand like pain being covered in tattoos yeah. in a very different way than most people understand. Yeah. So it's just like somebody that's like like not like Tobes over here. Yeah. But but you know, <laughs> I got a couple a couple no, you, spots you, left. You love, yeah. But uh you know I was just like, this isn't stopping. Even like being a shit, like I've burned myself so bad. I've cut myself. I've done so many things where I'm like really aware of pain. And I was just like, this is not it. But I was in the hospital for about like a week and a half, like 10 days. Okay. So then after all that, I was good to go. I went home, chilling. And then within like three months, this is when, this is the transformation. Okay. This is like when I feel I became an addict. This is when I feel I became something I, I wasn't. Okay. When something came over me. Because before, I was just like, good time Charlie, you know? Like, I'm just out here trying to fucking lick a toilet seat and get fucked up and like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I was just like a little fucking, little fucking, you know, a little slug. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and now, people are saying like, no to me a lot. Like, you're not dying in my bar. Now I'm like, I got like the fucking, I'm the heart attack guy. Okay. So now like people are like, well, liability. I'm a lot. I'm not selling you drugs. Yeah. All my dealers are like, I, you're not dying on my bag. Cause I, once again, like I got a lot of good friends. Even my drug dealer friends were like, I'm not selling you drugs no more. You wow. know, like it was like one of those Respect. things. So then right. I had to go deeper. I had to go find people that didn't know me. I had to go find mm. people. And this is before like TV shit and before yeah. all this like stuff. So like, I was just like Maddie you know fucking just like local guy you know so i'm yeah. just like but it didn't take long to go find like real cutty bars or you know i always call them drug houses you go walk into a couple drug houses and, and you just find different things and all of a sudden you're hanging out with people that you don't really want to hang out with and then yeah. you're just there for just and the drugs. Not your friends they don't have your best interest no nah, they ain't got nothing and then and then you're in this zone where you're just like that's this is dark dark and then you start lying and then you're like, where were you? What are you doing? Like, what's up? Like, you weren't here. You weren't here. You weren't here. Like, what's going on? You're missing work, all that shit. Yeah, you're. You, all of a sudden, I, I, I couldn't stop. And I was lying. And I was stealing. And I was doing things that I was just like, huh. And um, it was really, it was really... Were something. you with your lady then, too? Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, it was a wild moment and it was like a really crazy time. And it was, it was, uh, you know, I remember I showed up to work and I had a visiting chef in town and I was showing him a good time. I was the guy that would show everybody a good time. Yeah. If you were coming to Toronto, I'd be, I'm like, I'm your party guy. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the host. I'm the host. I would take you and like get you lit. And, uh, and I had a friend visiting from England and we were out getting fucked up. And I showed up at Parts and Labor, 
And uh, it was like mid service. It was just like service was going. I'm the chef. I'm not yeah. there. I'm I'm taking my friend out. And I, I wasn't like an owner then. I was just like the face of the restaurant. Yeah. And I was the chef. And, you know, my name was bigger than what, it, you know, kind of thing or whatever. I was just the face of the thing. Ego, right? Yeah. I didn't have to show up. I didn't have to do whatever. I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. And I showed up. And uh, and uh, some of the partners were sitting at one of the chef's tables. So the, the parts of the labor, we had like three tables in the kitchen. Yeah. And some of the partners were there. And pff, it was crazy. It was it was like a crazy moment where I like I thought I was like flexing and you know I was just like they were just like what do you think it's Friday night you're not here you're hammered like this ain't it mm. you know like we all party me and my partners like we all party but like this ain't it what's happening here like you're taking advantage you know yeah you're taking advantage and they're, and, and and just like you know you felt it man yeah it was like one of those moments where I was just like huh. And then, you know, ego and everything else. I was just like, yo, this is like my world, bro. This is my food. Chefs, what's up? All chefs, what's up, chef? I was like, these are my dogs. You yeah. know, this is my room. This is this is my shit. And I just like walked into the dining room. I was like, everyone having a good time tonight? Like, you know, like just being like, what's good? I was like, yeah, like fucking. Yeah. And then I turned around to the owners. I was like, what you want? Yeah. What's good? You're going to fire me? Damn. Damn. And they're just like, you're done. And I was just like, nah, ain't it. And I like went into the dish pit and started like doing coke and like, and then, the, and then it was just like, I was just like, it's just Friday night fuckers. Like this is my world straight up. Wow. Like that's where my head was at, you know? Yeah. And, um, next day Ricky called me and he's just like, you're done. Let's get a coffee and we can talk it through. We love you. You're done. Holy shit. And, and, and I was just like, okay. And um, he grabbed me. And, you know, it was like one of those things. I'm just going to talk my way out of it. Okay. I won't, you know, negotiate. I'll be there. Negotiate, yeah. yeah. Negotiate. I'll, I'll, I'll be mm -hmm. there. Uh, you know, I've been in the principal's chair the, my whole life, sitting across from the principal. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I, I just been, I've been, been, been like, no, I'm cool. Yeah. You know, I got this fine. Like, yeah, man. No, I won't do that again. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and wow. uh i'll steal your drugs and make you look for it you know like it's just like <laughs> but but it is like one of those things like and ricky grabbed me and then we pull up and we pull up to hambone's house and uh i was just like oh we're doing an intervention huh mm. i was like let's see how this goes fuckers i was like i did coke with you three days ago and I didn't show up for work like once. And now, you know, like start like, like yeah. gaslighting yeah, 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 all these yeah, fools, yeah, 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 you yeah. know? And, and I'm like, okay, let's go. Let's see what you guys got. You know? And it was Wade. It was Benny. It was Hambone. It was Ricky. Four. And I walked in. I was like, what's good? You know? And, um, you know, I love all those dudes still to this day. Some of them I talk to, some of them I don't, but I love them. You know, yeah. they still got a big place in my heart, all of them. And, uh, and that was it. Like Did we, it worked, but you listened. It's the miracle. And we sat there and I had three, three people that I loved and truly respected. We talked. And the thing is, is like, it was like one of these moments too. And I've said this before. It's just like, I was just like, yo, like, where's Trish, you know, kind of thing. I was like, is, is like, and they're like, she's good. It's up to you now. She ain't got nothing else. What else is she going to say? Mm. What, what else? She ain't got <clears throat> nothing left. Yeah. And I was just like, huh. 
What a ride or die. What a rock, man. Your lady, man. Dude, she's <clears throat> she's strong. She's strong. She's hard bodied. Of you, yeah, man. And now that's it. Now I just get a, you know, I'm doing everything for her and my kids. Like it is. Like a, my deals till I die. Like I'm hers. You know. Yeah. Was that yeah. 2013? Yeah, maybe. Like yeah. it'll be. It was nine years. Yeah. Nine years. Uh, this past like November 12th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the next day I went to a, like a meeting and like it was wow. a wrap. It was just like I felt the miracle. I got the goosebumps. I Dude. got the, you know, uh, the fear. The fear was a different fear than I ever felt in my life. You know, yeah. like that's the thing is like all this stuff and all this like talking about fighting and bullshit and all this yeah. weak, weak ass shit, really. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like you sitting in a room with a bunch of individuals you don't know that don't know who the fuck you are. It's all you. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know, you're going to stand up and hug that giant fool over there telling you there's any fucking people that need to fucking hug. Yeah. You gotta stand up a bunch of bunch of fucking people you don't know and go hug this guy. <laughs> what? Tell your story, yeah. You know, like it is like one of was, those it things. Was really hard for you? I wasn't able to tell my story. I, I I just listened, and it was like one of those moments where it's just like, just think, I'm a chef. No one really can say no to me. I became a chef at 26. Yeah. So I had like three three years, even more, because it's just like I went hard. Like I got sober at 31, so there was like a year and a half. After my heart attack where I went like ballistic. Yeah. In like full dark zone. And it was it was like no one could say no to it was that's the thing that I think is horrible. And that's the thing that I, I isn't the case at any of my restaurants now. And it, everything is a conversation. Everything yeah. is a collaboration. Everything is like you know, there it is like, you know, it, it we I learned what not to do from a long for a long time. Yeah. And it went wasn't right. And and it's kinda it's not it is easy to fix it, but it ain't, you know, like it takes time to like move a ship that is so stuck in its ways. And it's just like little degrees, little, de- you know, one little pebble can make a lot of ripples yeah. and, and, and consistency. And like, you know, like that was the thing is like, they're like, as long as you go to meetings, you can have your job. And I went to a meeting every day for a year almost. Like it was like, it was crazy. Was like, it really hard to kick everything? I kept smoking. Like I, I, the, the one thing I kept one little baby toe in. So the smoking was cool. Everyone's outside. You get smoking yeah. and all that shit. But it's still crazy. Like it took me a long time to even stop. Like, uh, you know, it, it, it was, it was, the. I'm like, I feel like an anomaly. But it was just like, I went to my first meeting and I was, I was spiritually done, and that I was at a spiritual rock bottom. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like I. Not and I owed a lot of money when I got sober. Like that was my biggest thing. It's like I, I my whole plan of how I've gone to here is like a full. Like I've been planning this for nine. It took me nine years to get here. Yeah. And that plan has been not necessarily the same plan, but the plan was to get here somehow. Yeah. And and it is like one of those things where it's just like the first thing I got to do is stay clean. The second thing I got to do is reciprocate some love and understand my part in every single situation I'm in, and then. I need to become financially stable. Yeah. How do I get financially stable? I owe $36,000 to drug dealers, to friends, to people. How do I pay that back? How do I do this? How do I do that? Hey, Trish, I can't borrow any more money from you. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that, but let's figure this out. I'm down. You down? Let's leave renting a house and move into a one bedroom apartment. And I'm going to show you a financial plan that I'm going to put together and I'm going to show you and I'm going to do this and I'm going to get debt free in one year. Will you move into a one bedroom apartment that's the size of this kitchen? 
and we're going to move in there. And it's 900 bucks. I found it. And I'm gonna, we're going to move in there for one year. I'm going to change our lives. If you give me that. Yeah, goosebumps is crazy, dude. And if we do that, we going. Yeah. And because the next step is once I become financially stable, I'm going to leave all my jobs. And I'm going to be just me. And then I'm going to fucking go. And that's what we're going to do. Damn, bro. And then all of a sudden, I've done all of those things. You have, dude. And, and, and now... The door started opening up and stuff when you were sober. You well, it was me. like one of those things. It was just like... It was right when I first started doing like Vice stuff. Yeah. And then I started right doing Vice stuff. And, yeah. then, and, then, and then I called them because I was just like, yo, like... Those are all my dudes that I used to get fucked up with too. Yeah, yeah. And then I called them first. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm like sober now. Yeah. And they're like, I was like, am I still cool? Can I still make stuff with you? Like, what's good? And they're like, we love you. Do whatever you need to do. Like, let's, let's go. And so then all of a sudden those things started happening where like the first time I ever did my cheeseburger video, I made 500 bucks. Damn. It was the first time I ever made five hundred dollars. If I made yeah. five hundred bucks, that's like three, four, five, five days of work in a yeah. kitchen. Yeah. You know, back in the day, like yeah, I remember like when I was twenty, like when I, the first job I ever was when when I was, or when I was a chef, the first job I ever I was making twenty five thousand dollars a year. That's what I was making as a chef. Yeah, yeah. It was like there was no money. I was a young and dumb, and it was great. But it, it, it still was just like this crazy thing. And then like that's the thing is like I. I really understood what control was. Yeah. And what I needed to be fully in control of my entire life to make decisions. Because I can't make any decisions because my decisions are reflective of what I need to do with other people. Mm. So I needed to become completely free of anybody. Yeah. I think that's beautiful because like, you know, um, just hearing this story, like, you know, sitting down with your wife and, and telling her that plan. Yeah. I think, what um this this is something that anybody could take i think what you probably realize is like you know universally you had it you mm-hmm. had it cuz yeah. you you envisioned it obviously 100%. To, to to say with that that strength of confidence like universally you had it and then you know came, coming to the reality the physical side of it you actually you know took the steps to do so and didn't let distractions get in your way so you combined like the universally having it to like embodying you know to embody it and like you know move forward with it and make it actually happen and and i think you know like i said when it comes to like people could take this anywhere because a lot of times when when people want to do something in their mind sometimes they're like you know a little iffy about it totally you really think about it a lot of people are iffy about this like you know they question that but like you said it even just you saying it right here like you said it with no questions no like the one thing in your mind was that in a year, it's do or die, though. It's, and you and you, yeah. you and you made it that like people people got to realize like that's how you do that. That the, the thing you want in life, that's how you do that. Yeah, do it yourself, man. And, you know and, I mean? like, and the thing too is like <coughs> it ain't glamorous. It's not. and it, and, it, and it's yeah. just like the thing too is my mentality was like I've been poor my whole life. I got this. Yeah, I got this. Yeah. If know. I if I just do this for one, if I'm not greedy. And let this new money, which was like 500 bucks, you know, like this new money, this new money was like me making content. And this new thing was like, oh, I can make like a thousand bucks. I can make 1200 bucks. I can make 2,500 bucks. And then all of a sudden it it became this thing. And then, you know, I I still remember I took a screenshot of my bank account. So then the thing, the the next thing was crazy. So I paid it off, right? I paid off like $36,000. Then. Then my next thing, my next true step was I needed, I was like, Trish, what's one year of bills? I want to be one year financially stable. 
And she was, I was like, what's our bills? What's our thing? What's this? What's that? What's everything? Like, what's my half? Yeah. You know? And so then, then I had to save up around like $50,000. So then that was my true financial freedom because I had one year to figure out how to do everything else. Yeah. So then it was a two year program that I was on to set myself free into a place where I could make decisions. Mm. I could make a decision on who I fuck with. I could make a decision who, what I do. I could make a decision if I'm going to do a whole new career of make content and what is content and what is this and what is that? And it's just like, yeah. still to this day, first podcast I ever did in my life, Shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, the very yeah, fir- yeah. very first wow. podcast I ever did in my whole yeah. life, and I was in LA one of the f- like one of the first times going to LA as like not like some punk kid, but like as like like somebody trying to figure out stuff yeah. and having meetings yeah. and having like things. You weren't there then, right? And no. I, and yeah. I, I I was like I was gonna do like Fighter and the Kid, and I was just like, I don't know what podcasts are, I don't know any of this shit. Yeah, and um. And I went and I did it, and that was the very first time I ever did a podcast in my life. And it was just Brandon. Uh, Colin wasn't there. But I think it was just like yeah. one of those things where it, it is uh, it, it's a crazy it, it, it's a crazy thing, but the beginning, and still, the last nine years, I've been very consistent. You I go have. to work I go to work every day. It's not like it's uh, I don't do Monday to Friday, nine to five. I don't do office hours. I don't do fucking fuck all. I got all these things going. I work on them all, all the time, all the day, every day, yeah. every day. Because why not? Be, well, not because why not. I'm sure I could figure out how to do it just like Monday to Friday and turn it off and all that kind of stuff. Because you're the one that's going to get things done for yourself and what you're doing though. Well, I, I'm the one that's throwing coal in the fire and throwing everything in and like creative directing stuff and like thinking about stuff and like doing all this stuff where I have a beautiful, like the, the amount of people that trust me, Yeah. the amount of people that are in our my world and our world that I've created with like, you know, my restaurant world is wild. My restaurant, we got like, 150 maybe over 150 employees and it's just like it's a lot of it's just a lot of jobs which yeah. is like the coolest thing to be honest but it is like um i don't even know like it is like one of those things where i'm like now i'm having these things about like you know like high level strategy meetings with like really crazy people about like how to take things and like move things and make things and do this stuff i'm like crazy I mean, man and i'm yourself. just like yeah well it's, it's just, pretty dude, crazy man i'm fucking yeah, but that's the thing is this like a lot of people are like you're just turning yourself into like fucking Walmart and I'm like no nah. nah, I ain't changed my I'm Maddie you're I ain't got same. no boss yeah and I was just like if you fuck with me buy one of these things if you don't cool I think that I'm filling a lot of holes and things that people like the thing is is like even like with Rosa Ragosa our workwear stuff and I'm just like yo people are tripping out that it's like expensive and I'm just like okay it's a two like a hundred and whatever I don't even know what it is in America but it's just like you know a hundred and eighty dollar shirt you know yeah. and I'm just like okay we built the factory you know we went out and built a factory we started we 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 bought sewing machines yeah. And we put them in a room and we put up shelving and we bought a big table that you can cut. We hand cut our fucking patterns yeah. and we had to figure out how to hire sewers or sewists. And we had to figure out things. I'm like, that's work. Totally. Work is different. Workwear ain't just moving fucking cinder blocks. No. It is, but it's different. And yeah. I think Rosa Ragosa is a dream and it's a perfect representation of what dreams can be or not. During the pandemic, we were going to get all of Rosa Ragosa. We were just going to be a brand, right? You're going to be a brand. Factory closes during the pandemic. They tell Ray, our designer and partner, hey, I don't even use the machines we were going to use in the factory. 
to do your shit. This yeah. triple stitch and all this stuff. They're like, all this stuff is actually from an original Levi's factory. Mm. And they're just like, we'll sell you all the equipment you need for 25 grand. Wow. I'm like, okay, let's figure that out. Mm-hmm. Let's buy that. Ray, can we start a factory? Questions. Just asking. Can we? Can we? Why not? Yeah. I ask why not a lot. Yeah. Why not? Why can't we do that? Mm-hmm. What's going on with that? Like, what what the fuck is up with that? Why can't we figure that out? Yeah. We can figure out anything. We got a really good couple people around me now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, we can figure things out. And 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 it's this thing. is like, Rose of Goes is two businesses. The factory, the factory, we call it Factory of Roses. So the Factory of Roses is a thing. We created that. Yeah. That in itself is what Rose of Goes is about. Not allowing a fucking global pandemic to stop us from doing what we wanted to do and what we think makes sense. Yeah. And it's just like for us to make something in Parkdale, we're paying Parkdale rent. This isn't in like the suburbs. Yeah. This is in the this is in the neighborhood. This is where my kid Mac was born a block from here. Wow. You know, like this is where I fucking lived and died. You know, like this yeah. is our shit and that's what we wanted. And it's just like man. And it's just like we figured that out. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Like this like some Ian McKay shit. Yeah, dude. Like this with Discord. Discord like, across the street from yeah. the Discord house is like, you know I mean? like it's super that, that's DIY. Exactly, that's just, exactly it is. what it, it like. literally. Yeah. It's super <laughs> punk ethics. It's super DIY, and also like you, you embody the PMA like what, what the mind can't conceive and believe it can't achieve because you always believed in yourself and you and you kept thriving through everything even when you weren't sober. Yeah, th- it's it, incredible, that, man. That, I mean, that's always like, aff- not afraid to jump. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people like I mean. I, it it's it is a bummer that it is a rarity for people to even understand that because I know so many people want to do so many things in life. You know, people re- really want to have and yeah. like do these things because like, you hear it all the time. And like even with being a comedian out here, mm-hmm. I see so many people that I'm like, man, that motherfucker's talented. But it's like I see every anything and everything that's like holding them back. Yeah, you know from from what they're uh you know what they're what they're trying to do. You know and and the fact that you were able to clear all that and just go, all right, this is and the get fucking, sober, man. And get but sober and like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, you know, that that's that's a fucking. But that's the thing is like, I story. Not a lot of people texting me to hang out. I've 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 given up a lot of mm. friendships. I've given up a lot of I've given up. You know, I don't have the bandwidth to be. Fr- I'm, I love my friends, but I talk to like five people in my life. Yeah. You know, and it, but that's I've cho- fine, but I've chosen that's, that's that. But that's the thing. You're gonna it is, it's like no, I know, but it, it is still this thing where I'm still like it is um you know it, it it's about consistency, it's about like just I've folk I'm like a hundred percent focused on taking care of my family yeah. via work. Yeah. Wait, so you when know? you when you say cleared out like uh, or you know Friendships are is that because uh, it's like it didn't align. Well, no, it was, it was just like you know when you first get is people places things you know so it's just like a lot of my friends still drink and party so yeah. I like I didn't go into a bar like I probably didn't never even walked into a bar for like five years mm-hmm. you know like I've I, I've never been I haven't yeah. been in a strip club in nine years I haven't been you know like there's things that like it's just things that I'm just like I don't fuck with like going to Las Vegas and like walking to, into a casino like kills me not that I'm a big gambler or anything but it's just like that that world isn't my world yeah and i don't like yeah. going into different worlds now that like affect me that way where i'm just like that's just like what is this you see people just losing you know i don't like seeing people losing i like seeing people winning i like being True, around man. people that are like truly winning even winning 30 racks 10 racks 500 bucks three bucks it ain't really winning 
being in that situation. So it's just like, I think like, I really want people to like, the thing too is like, I've been doing this for a long time, you know, like, you know, I've been making content for over 10 years now. And it's just like with books and everything, but it's just like, even like just in the last year and a half, the pandemic is what changed it too. So like my whole life up until the pandemic, I was only playing defense. I was only playing half the game. So like a lot of people don't even understand that there's like offense. <laughs> I wasn't even playing. I didn't even know offense existed. I thought I was on a whole wave. I was f- traveling the world. Yeah, I was man. I was traveling the world. I was getting book deals. I was getting TV. I didn't even have to pitch Vice. Like Vice is like, yo, we're launching Viceland. What, what's your yep. show? You know, like what's your show? And I'm like, oh, I want to do like Dead Son on Life. It's like I got tattooed on yep. it and all this bullshit. And I'm like, got to travel the world and do all this shit. And yeah, like, dude, whatever. Yeah. Like I never had to make a deck and like pitch the show. Yeah. It was just like the homies and my shit like worked. They really believed in you though. Yeah. Can, I sure, ask, can I ask you something? Yeah. Like, um, like before you got sober, do you feel like you had somewhat of clarity? And then when you got sober, like all that clarity just seemed to just yeah, really open. Dude, I was, you yeah. know, because I, because I, there's, I mean, I, I think still at the same time, like, you know, you probably had some sense of clarity. It seems like it based off, you know, this conversation and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but like, it seems like you had some sense of clarity that, you know, this is the, you know, there's these things that I got to do and should do or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, or, you know, a, a, a world love, to attack. The thing is, is like, I saw that I could create restaurants. Yep. That's a like create restaurants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes and no. Mm. Winning's losing. Yeah. Win, win it, you want to talk about fucking Fugazi. <laughs> you, want, you want to talk about the biggest Fugazi of all time? Restaurants. I heard it's brutal. Yeah, dude, it's, it's beyond brutal. It's, yeah. it's heartbreaking. Okay. It's, 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 it's an endless pit of, it's crazy. But it is a beautiful thing. But it is, uh, you know, like, all of these things and all this stuff, it's just like, I always wanted, I think the thing is, is like, I just always wanted to be the boss, I guess. Mm. Right. And so like just that mentality of wanting to be on top and wanting to be not the best, not, not like any of that kind of stuff and be like, I want to be number one. I never yeah. was concerned about being number one. I wanted to be myself in my vibe, in my world, in my lane, and just be at the top of that. And I just wanted to be on the top. I didn't, I could, there could be other people on top with me. Yeah. I just wanted to be like at a place where I'm like, I don't got to ask anybody a question. I can ask people what they think. But I, I don't want to ask like, oh, I need time off. I need this. I need yeah. that. I just wanted to be able to figure out how to like live my life and live my life in a way. So I just like I'm always figuring that out. And also yeah. like I'm a crazy person also. <laughs> so like like I don't watch TV. I don't watch every single moment is spent. Like if I'm in a hotel room, I sit in my hotel room and I think mm. and I read. And I do things and I'm like, I listen to ambient music mm-hmm. and I just figure things out and I problem solve constantly. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this. I'm doing this in the next two weeks. I'm doing this in the next three weeks. I'm doing this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I visualize constantly I and, I, and, and, and I'm having those negotiations constantly mm-hmm. in my head. How am I going to get this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to get here? How am I going to figure this out? All day, every day. Wow. You know, every day I visualize. Before I go to bed, I visualize what the next day is going to be. I visualize everything. Is it hard for you to sleep at night? No, I sleep like a baby. Okay. Yeah. I sleep, I go to bed. You shut it off, yeah. Dude, I go, I, because I, every day I'm setting myself up and I understand what I'm doing. And I make these notes and I do these things and I, and I do all this stuff and then I'm like, I'm good. 
I'm prepared. Let's go yeah. to bed. And I go to bed, you know, probably jerk off and then go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, like just like yeah. I, I'm just like road dog shit. Just yeah. like, okay. Squeeze one out. There we go. Thank you. Good night. This, this stuff. <laughs> wake up at six. Give, I want to give you flowers a little bit because you've done so much since you've been sober. Obviously, started with the Munchies and Vice Media, and then it's supper time, then Dead Set on Life, and then you dropped a cookbook, and then you helped uh, with Maker Pizza in Toronto, <laughs> dropped another fucking cookbook, uh, Keep It Canada, um, it, uh, The Burger Show, Working Moms, Just a Dash, and then you met Benny Blanco, Eat Out, Eat Out America. Homestyle cooking. There's so much shit, man. Then your podcast with Alex Two-Tone from Born and Raised, Power, Powerful Truth Angels. You did pop-ups during the pandemic. Um, Maddie Matheson Meat Plus Three. Uh, another cookbook, Maddie's Patty Pop-Up. So much shit, man. It's fucking, it's crazy. We got signed to Endeavor. And then what's that shit? The Barrio Balam, the Mexican pop-up thing? Oh, Fonda Balam? Yeah. Yeah, so Fonda Balam is a, uh, we started a birria pop-up with Julio and Kate, and then um, okay. we just, uh, yeah, now they got their restaurant, Fonda Balam, and yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff. And then the bear on Hulu, which is fucking amazing, because I love Shameless, so Jeremy White I'm a big fan of, and it's got like a really like uncut gems vibe, it's like really, really fast. <laughs> yeah. It's intense, you know what I mean? Like right. that, that That's incredible, and it, did you produce some stuff on that too, or are you just a guest on there? No, we produce. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. brought on as a consulting producer. So cool, man. Yeah, I was brought on as a consulting producer, and then I was consulting on the pilot, and then for the series, I was a co-producer. Now season two, I'll be an executive producer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a great show. It's fast. It moves. I no, love thank it, man. You. I love where it's based off. And then you open up a, a Seafood Palace, too. Is that true? Prime like, Seafood Palace. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, my, here's a question. <laughs> Would you ever do a vegan thing? Do you, uh, do you fuck with vegan shit? I fuck with uh, the thing. You do everything, but I, I, I think what I would do. Could you make the best vegan burger? I don't know if I could. <laughs> honestly, I don't. I honestly don't think I could, and and I don't wow. think I need to. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think you I do think, your own thing, but yeah. I think having Blue Goose Farms is like vegetables. Okay, yeah, yeah. Vegetables have become a massive part of my life, and uh, you know, yeah, are you health conscious. Not particularly. Yeah. I am. <laughs> like, I am, sure. Since so can, all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, sure. I'm still, like, overweight and whatever. Put like more I'm, greens in your life. Yeah, I eat a lot of greens. Yeah. You know, like, I do eat a lot of greens. I eat a lot of vegetables. Like, I'm very lucky to be partners with Keenan and Keenan. what Keenan and Miles are doing at Blue Goose is, like, yeah. it's wild. They're growing the most beautiful, profound vegetables. It's it's really something. And you got a stupid fuckery cooking show. Stupid fucking cooking show. Cooking yeah. something with uh, Maddie Matheson. This, it, and you have cooking utensils out you have some people could buy for the kitchen yeah you, we design all that stuff like we design that's the thing is like we don't take the short road either like Matheson Cookware is like we design everything we have to yeah. fabricate everything we have to find people that can make the things up to our standards and like there's um, you know I'm trying to really build like real same as Rosa Ragoza like yeah. that shit lasts that shit lasts that stuff's Doing real yeah, 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 yeah like I'm trying to make stuff where everyone's just like Okay, I could have just put my name on shit and sold it at Target. Yeah. Sure. Is that what you really want? Okay, I'm sorry, but that's not what I want. Yeah. I want to kind of stick around in the mud for a bit, mm -hmm. flap around, make some shit happen. Yeah. And then maybe something happens. I'm down to like grind it out. I'm down to like uh, be riddled with anxieties all day about one million things. I can yeah. handle that. Yeah. That's where I kind of weirdly thrive yeah you know in my little addict body you know <laughs> like it is like one of those things where i'm like i can handle 20 balls in the air i i have a beautiful little team around me yeah. that like are able to like logistically make it, everyone works like 
everyone works. Yeah. It's just a matter of like every hour in my work day, I work on something else. Yeah. So it's just like I'm I'm problem solving. I'm making decisions. I'm creating. I'm doing whatever I'm doing yeah. on all of these things every single day. Like after this, I have four hours of meetings. Wow. You know, and I just go in and it's four different businesses that I'm working on. And it's just like today I'm working on like I got a meeting about like I'm. Design, working on designing like the kitchen I'm working on with the bear I'm, I have a thing where I'm like doing a new intro to some book I'm do, like you know like it's just like all awesome. these things and you just like fill up all the, you you everyone does like that's the thing I'm like everyone is I had this this partner and every time like you know I hate when people are like I'm busy everyone's busy everyone's busy everyone dude. is busy it's so and, true, and it's man. so like belittling to be like oh you're busy oh yeah. I'm busy I'm not asking you to I'm not asking you because you're busy I'm not asking you because I think that you're not busy yeah I'm just asking you to be a part of something or we're doing something or like these people like they're always just like you know or people that try to get off the phone really fast I'm always <laughs> like oh you're busy he's like I gotta go I'm like oh you gotta go like I got this one buddy he's always like getting off the phone so fast I'm like the way you get off the phone is so rude <laughs> it's so crazy <laughs> you can just say like goodbye like every time you get off the phone you don't have to act yeah. I'm okay with you ending the conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. You yeah. don't have to be like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like one of those things. It's just like, like even me, like I'm like, I try to have a buffer, but I'm having a nice time. We could talk for like literally another 30 minutes because I'm like at my 12 o'clock, it's just a Zoom thing and I can be in my car. Okay. But it's just like, I, we're, I don't, yeah, I don't feel we're like in good. no rush. Okay, good. We're in no rush. Okay. So it's just like, but it is, it, it's, um, all this shit is so crazy to me because it is like one of those things where I'm just like, if one of these things goes, not even like that's the thing. It's like yeah. I'm, I'm building up these like amazing things, but I'm like, if one of these motherfuckers pops, actually, like they're all steady. Like they're all like, I'm very lucky once again to like work with people that trust me yeah. and that I trust. And like the, these, the people that I'm around with Brian and Key at Matheson Cookware, design the cast iron pans and the pepper mills and the fucking cutting boards and all these things and the linens, all that stuff is like, I have my first restaurant with those guys. Yeah. Like I've known them for 15 years. They design like amazing stuff. Like they design all the stuff, you know, houseplant, like mm -hmm. Seth Rogen shit. Yeah. Like all that crazy houseplant shit. They design all that stuff. So oh, those damn. dudes are like, they design a lot of really, really cool shit. Yeah. And that stuff is all really made really well. They have amazing producers all over the world. And um, like, that's the thing that's exciting to me. It's yeah. making something that's like, my cast iron pan won like an, a, 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 like a, design award like for the Zur in like wow. Italy you know like stuff like that yeah. where you're like people don't know that like yeah. my fans don't care about that kind of shit they want to see me like take my shirt off and like fucking throw spaghetti on my belly <laughs> which is okay because I play that too you yeah. know like that's the thing is like I'm okay putting on the chicken suit and going outside and spinning the sign mm -hmm. you know and I'm also able to like build out like little fucking things that are actually like thoughtful and, yeah. and sweet like even like Prime Seafood Palace is like that is my like you know, crown jewel in all of this because I'm like this, when people walk in there and I dress like this and I'm walking around being me and they're like, so this is like your spot. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, this is so different than like Maddie's patties and like, you know, like all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, this ain't cheeseburgers and fries. Yeah. This like prime seafood palace. It's crazy. We started that so long ago before the pandemic. That was supposed to be my only restaurant. Okay. You know, like that was going to be like my, little thing because the thing too is like you can understand this is i went so deep into content and tv stuff and, yeah. and books and me it was just like maddie world playing the defense thing just defense i was just getting deals 
flying around. Hey, come here. Hey, do this. Hey, do this. I need you to like go on stage with like Big Boy and make a lobster roll at outside. You know, like just things. Yeah. And you're just like, oh yeah, things. Cool. You get money. You get money. You get the bag. Get the bag. Get the bag. Yeah. That's just defense. That ain't shit. Pandemic hits and I got nothing. I have no income. Mm. I got a bank account. That bank account, my burn rate's high. And I'm just like, and that's just because I got, like, I take care of family. I like, got a whole bunch of things. Yeah. And I'm just like, huh, how can I not generate money? Yeah. I'm, And then that's when it switched. And I was just like, the restaurant, I had one restaurant. But the thing is, is like, what was one thing that I could completely control? I can literally go to a stove right now and cook something and I could sell it on the fucking sidewalk. That's a fact. Yeah. I could do that. Maybe I get shut down police. Maybe I do whatever. I guarantee I could take stuff in your house right now, cook something, go on that sidewalk and sell it, make a couple hundred bucks. Mm. I guarantee I can do that. And so I did that. And I did that with Meet and Three. And we, the craziest thing is, is I partnered with these guys, amazing people, Brad and Bob. And there are these people in my small town. And they own some buildings. They own some things. They own a barbecue distribution company. And I hit them up. And I was just like, yo, can I cook some barbecue and like, can we cook some barbecue and sell it out of your, out of your parking lot? And they're like, yeah. And I was just like, I think like, I didn't tell them like, I was just like, I need to do something, <laughs> but I was just like, I need to do something. Yeah. And, uh, all of a sudden we did this thing and we pre-sold a thousand barbecue orders. Wow. So they had all the equipment during the pandemic, during the pandemic. It was like middle. Yeah. It was middle of the pandemic when people kind of started traveling again. Yeah, yeah. Canada was very different than the States. Like Canada had over 400 days of lockdown. So it was just like, wow. it was heavy. And um, like when we, when we set up the pop-up, it was great. It was like Chernobyl. We had like, 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 like it was literally the stuff that was going on. Like we yeah. had like barricades and we had thing. It was this crazy system we set up and we had 10 people every 10 minutes or 25 was it 20, 25 people 25 packages every 10 minutes for seven hours straight wow man and so we set up this system and we set up this fucking app and we set up all this stuff within like three weeks damn and we did like 100 grand wow and then we did it again and then we did it again and then we did it again wow. and then I took that and then I opened up Maddie's Patties and then I took that and I did that and boom, 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 boom. So smart. Man. I own 50% of everything. Wow. And so I'm like, I own majority. Well, not majority. But so I how many spots do you have right now, you think? Can you, do you know off the top? Like not including Maker Pizzas? Because yeah. Maker Pizzas is a side. I, I was just a consultant helping out Shlo. Yeah, yeah. So Shlo Mo is my homie. I helped him out. And, and then I own like a small percentage of that. But just my restaurants, they're five. Yeah, five or six. Wow, man. Yeah. Well, there's Rizzo's, Prime Seafood Palace, Manny's Patties, Cafe Rang, Fonda Blam. Yeah, five. Five? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty amazing. And you're only yeah. 40, man. You're still really young, man. Right. In, in reality, you know what I'm saying? Like It's a crazy, it, it's crazy ride. And it's just like, and that's just, restaurants are just one business. I know, you do everything. I know, man. I got 14. To <laughs> yeah. Plus on the TV stuff, everything. No, right? that's yeah, like all in. It's like 14, 15 businesses. Mm -hmm. Restaurants is just one, so that's just one one avenue. So I have fourteen av like so that's during the pandemic. I went from playing defense. So now I started one business, which is restaurants. Yeah, and I added that, and then I created all these other things. So like Matheson Cookware, Rosa Ragosa, 
restaurants. That's three businesses. And then, you know, there's like the cookbook. It's crazy. I did it's this. like fucking crazy. It's, it's, yeah, it's this like little world. And, and then I'm just like, huh, this is what this is. And now I'm sitting back. It's like minority report. I got the big screens. I'm looking at stuff. And now I'm like weighing all these options and I'm running them like with these people and like analytic stuff and like being like, how do we consolidate all these businesses and how do we do this and how do we take these and what are our top five earners and then how do we focus on those and how do we like, and now I'm just playing like monopoly in my own business. And it's like this whole crazy thing. And it's like, it's a year and it's only a year and a half in kind of thing, but it took nine years to get here. Yeah. Totally, and now yeah. I'm like, okay, what's the next 10 years? Figure this shit. Now it's like, how do you take these bit opening a business and being creative and doing these things relatively not easy, but relatively I'm able to do it. Yeah. With the people around me now and with yeah. the trust with being the, like a, a famous person along with being like actually talented where I can like sit down and plan out a restaurant and cook recipes and create and, and create culture and yeah. do things like that where I'm like, and I can create branding packages and I can do all of these things where I can like, I could make a business right now. Like it, it's really like the steps of opening and starting a business is really kind of easy for me. And yeah. like, I have like, you know, I have like a whole program where it's just like, I have like, almost 25 different restaurant concepts just on the bank that are ready to like go at any moment. Like if anybody comes and I'm having conversations with people and they're like, Oh, I want to do something like this. Oh, I'm like, Oh, right here. Here's a full concept. And wow. just like all that kind of stuff where I just sit there on my phone. Cause I do everything. I don't even have a laptop. So it's just like, I just do everything like on my phone. <laughs> so it's just like, do you see yourself slowing down in the future? Like, yeah, yeah. I got a five year plan. Like I'm working on a, like a real five year plan right now. Legit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. And I, I just want to get to a place where I'm like, in five years, I'm just like painting and working on motorcycles and like hanging at the farm. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then like, I think we can, yeah, in five years, I think I can get there with the things that I want to do. You Just know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause now it's like a whole other thing. Like with the bear, the bear opens up things and now I'm like working on like three different show ideas and working on stuff like that. And like now my agents actually care about me for some reason. And you know, like it's all these things and it's just like. It's a really interesting world, this LA shit, right? Because I'm like, the thing yeah. too is like, guess I'm doing all this from like a farm town. I know, you didn't even go to college for any of this stuff. Just nah, like, it's just like street shit. It really is, man. It's just, it's just like, like straight like street shit. Like it's just like, yeah, it's just like, you know, good or bad, my parents. Like it, it is like one of those things where it's just like, I got the same mentality as my pops, except I've just, I've hit more times. Yeah. That's the thing. is like so proud of you, man. They, Yeah, well, we, you know. I'm proud of them. Yeah. You know? This is crazy. I mean, this is crazy. Like, I'm just sitting here and it's like in awe. But as soon as you went <laughs> sober, like, too, like, would this, like, any of this yeah. stuff would happen if he wasn't sober? Yeah. It was all perfect. Yeah. You, the demise. You, and the thing is, yeah. is like, we've closed restaurants. I've lost. Losing, like, dude, losing, lose. Yeah. Lose. Lose a couple hundred grand. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I was down to fucking 5,000 bucks in my bank account. Yeah. Wow. 2020. There's a saying that <laughs> like, you know, wow. like straight up, like anyone yeah. that I think this is like something or like, like I was down to like literally like $5,000 in my bank account straight up. Holy shit. Yeah. And I took With three kids, three kids and a fucking mortgage and a fucking yeah. and cars and like life and like everything. Fuck. Wow. And that barbecue, man. literally it saved my life. It, it's like Just real, real talk. You in your local town. Like, it's not like I'm it. like, oh, I had like a couple hundred grand in my bank. Nah. Like wow, my account's like dude. you're done. Like we're good. Like what's hap like what's good? Like we're done. Cash flow's gone. The bank you're you're like empty. 
And I was just like, because I even took like, like the thing is, I took my last 10 grand and I started like the farm. I was like, well, if I'm going to be poor, if I'm broke, I better have some vegetables to eat. Yeah. So I even, I even bet on myself. I'm just ain't afraid to jump. Yeah. I'm dumb enough. Like I'm not, it. like I ain't scared of that shit. I'm like, okay, we're going to lose it all. Okay. Go back into the one bedroom apartment and start again. Yeah. Okay. What is it? You always find a way to keep moving forward. Like it doesn't stop. Like it, it, it is like it's okay. You can yeah. lose. Losing is part of it. That's how you know how to win. It's crazy that everything you've done, yeah. all the stuff people have seen you on online, on TV, and all that stuff, all that success, your social media presence, everything about you, and then never gets, did a sponsored post in my life. Yeah, and then it gets to twenty twenty, then you, then you only have five G's left, and then you come <laughs> up with this idea to do something in town to make barbecue. With this barbecue, you know what I'm saying? I never made barbecue. What's a sponsored post? No, nah, like people, people think like I buy, like, like shit, you yeah. bought like followers or all this shit or like whatever. It's just like, I'm oh, just gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he did, but all that people think you're probably on this crazy high level seeing you, you know what I'm saying? And then he like, you hit five years in 2020. From, yeah, like, that's a crazy reality. It's just like, it's real. It's like, it's that's so what the thing is, is like, I don't know. I've, I've, I've closed restaurants before. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I've yeah. lost businesses. It's okay. Yeah. You will get through it. You'll is, is figure it, it out. And then like every every time you figure, as soon as you lose, what's your plan? Yeah, you figure it out. Yeah. That's it. That's all that happens. Yeah. Just lose it. Like it's just ego stuff. And it, there's a lot. But also you lose it. You, what happens if you lose your house? You figure it out. There's yeah. all. There's literally always a plan. You may not like it. May there's not, always a plan. But the there is literally always a plan and it's baby steps. Crawl, walk, run, motherfuckers. Yeah. And, and I'm just like... Uh, Took me ten years to get here. Yeah. Took me ten years to get here, and now I'm just like, now I got all this stuff, and everyone's like, this is crazy. This is all this stuff. I'm like, I've been working at this for ten years. Just things are coming to fruit now, mm -hmm. you know. And, and it's it kicked just off like, during a pandemic, which is even more crazy, man. It is crazy because it's just like, it still ain't even like a gold rush. It's just like we went to work. Yeah. You know, and it's just like I still ain't got no money from any of this stuff. I've never taken a paycheck from my restaurants. Wow. I don't take no management fees. I don't take nothing. I keep it all in the business. So hopefully I can fucking, if something does break, I can fucking buy a stove or a fridge or anything. Yeah. Like it is like, uh, it's a wild thing. Restaurants. It's just like, yeah, I still have never taken a, a cent from one of those businesses. It's crazy. And shout out to your wife, man, who's been here the whole fucking time and saw all the different yeah, versions of tough. you and all the different ideas. Yeah, yeah, I believe in you, honey. You got this. And you do these different things and try them. And I don't like, know if she believed in me. She, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's like, so she like, loves you. She's just like, ah! So she loves you. She's like, again? You're doing this? What well, are we doing here? She loves you unconditionally, though. I mean, dude, fuck, man. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I'm just like, dude, this is it for us. I was just like, yo, you went through, you went through it. So you've always been optimist. I'm half full all day. I've mm -hmm. always been a half full. I ain't world don't owe me shit. Yeah. I I'm I ain't here to think somebody owes me nothing. I never wanted anybody to owe me nothing. It's obvious because you that because of like your work ethic. Like yeah. you, you don't work off like thinking people just owe you just you because I don't okay. understand it. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand that mentality. I don't understand being like, you owe me this. It's just like why would you be in a situation where somebody owes you something? Yeah. That's the thing that's Ooh, twisted. Yeah. I don't even understand that. Yeah. I'm just like, that never even was in my head. Yeah. I was just like, I just. What, it's a what, perfect fucking way to think. Yeah. In all aspects. Not, like in all aspects of. Why should of you life? ever yeah. be in a position that somebody owes you something? Yeah. Never be in a position of that. Yeah. That's the wrong position. Wrong position. Wrong position. You tripping. People don't, people don't owe you shit. No. But it's just even like, yeah. Just. Yeah. Figure true. out how to negotiate. 
Like it is like, uh, and the thing too, that's crazy is this. Like, I remember my dad, my dad, like last year he got me like never split the difference. Like that, like CIA, like master manipulator, negotiator, terrorist guy, like wrote a book about like never split the difference. Like mm. never leave half the deal on the table. I'm like, I don't read that shit. It's just like, I was just like, it's all common sense. It's just like, you know, like it is just like, I'm worth this. You want to do this? Okay. Let's yeah. figure out a deal where we both, and I'm always like, I want, I want everyone to shine. I want everyone to have a good deal. Yeah. That's the thing too. Is like, I always want everyone to be like, what's best for us. I can't do everything. You are really good at what you do. Yeah. And let's, let's, let's do it. That's why I'm, I only want to have half. Mm-hmm. You guys can have the other half run around, do whatever the fuck you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe in people doing it, but it, it is, it's uh, I love you being a small town when you grew up. I love that you're there. It's so cool. Home base. The people don't even trip on you there because you're just the guy that grew up there. Well, yeah, nah, they don't care. They all call me Matt, like Matt or Matheson. <laughs> it's funny because everyone, like when I moved to Toronto, everyone started calling me Maddie. It's just like still just a funny thing. Like when you go home, everyone's just like, "What's up, Matheson?" Because mm. everyone called B. Like my older brother was always Beave, my younger brother's Grizz, and I was always like Matheson or Matt. Like it's so fun. I'm on a group chat. Like all my home, like all my high school buddies. So like everyone lives there. A small town ship. And uh, we're on like this group thread. It's so fun. Like it's just so funny. Like when people like Matt, like people just still call me like Matt. Yeah. It's just like a funny thing when you're always just like. But that's the thing is like I I think it's like that's part of it too. Where it's just like yo, you can't get caught up in the like you guys live here. Where yeah. it's just like I'm not from here. This ain't yeah. my town. Yeah. Shouldn't be. Don't need it to be. Mm-hmm. But I figured out how to it not to be my town yeah and for me to be able to come and do what i want to do and like hang out but like i ain't trying to do fancy ass shit yeah like even like last night like like i went i got to go to like the, um uh like nick kroll's thing he did last night yeah and it was like like real la shit i'm just yeah. like sitting there and i'm like beck is on stage and then tenacious d and then io was there fucking ali wong and like all these people doing this little thing in this at the largo and I'm just like, I don't, I don't do any, like, I'm like, I go to bed at 930, you know, like, I'm just like, I, I go to bed at 930, I go have coffee with one or two friends, and then I just do meetings out here yeah. and do stuff. And it's just like, I never, I was just like, that was so crazy. I was like, people do stuff, huh? Yeah. Like, it's just like an interesting thing where I was just like, it's so crazy. I was just like, just Beck is walking on stage, just playing his guitar. I was just yeah. like, this is like, this is like so weird. Do you trip on like, my life's kind of surreal. It's moments like that. You're like. I'm just a but small I think every, everybody else is there, but it's just like, yeah, yeah it's an interesting thing because it's just like, like Trish came here for the first time ever. She's never been to California. Okay. And it's her first, well, she'll be like, I came here when she was like a kid, yeah. but she's always like, I've been to California. And so I brought her out here for her 40th and, <clears throat> and I got to show her a little bit of my work. Like I was like, I have like, she never met like two-tone. She never met like people that were a, a big part of my life. Yeah. And like, this is my circle. I was like Benny and like John and Vinny and like two-tone and like people that are like my, my, I like my loves, yeah. you know, like I love these people. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you should come out and like meet the people. I was like, this is a world that like, I was just like, cause I'm always just like, yo, like we could be out here. If you wanted to like figure something out, like we could. And she came out and she's like, yeah, it's cool out here. And it was funny. I went down, <laughs> we went down to like Orange County. We hung out with like Pat. Mm-hmm. Ruka, and uh, she was like, I, I was just like, we say that we did like some days in Malibu, we did some LA shit, we went down to Orange County. I was like, what'd you? She's like, well, Orange. She's like, I like 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 Costa Mesa and like Huntington. Like those are like really. And I was just like, <laughs> just like laughing. I was just like, don't tell people in LA that shit. Yeah, yeah, right. They're just gonna think you some Trump shit. Yeah. But I was just like, it was just that like H- the HB HB two baby. It's a different world, HB man. It's such a different world. Dude, I love HB, but I just just like, yeah, it's it's different down there. Yeah. Cause that's where all my motorcycle shit is. But yeah. it's just like. Did you see yourself living in California someday? 
I don't know. Like that's the thing. We'll have that place here. Maybe it's, 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 it's so funny. Like my kids have such no, like I'm like my kids go to elementary school. Yeah. And it's five minutes from the farm, and like we have this whole little thing where it's just like, you know, it's like La La Land. Like it's actually La La Land. It's yeah. chill. You don't got to worry about shit. Like yeah. kids are just riding their bikes around in the field and going in the yeah. woods and fighting and doing shit. And like, like you did growing no up, weapon. man. Yeah, Being it's outside. like when I say there are no weapons. Like yeah. it's just like it's there nice, ain't no weapons man. and shit. Nice. Like there's no you don't got to worry about nothing. Yeah. Like, what are you going to worry about? Yeah. Getting in a fist fight. That's what you got to worry you, about. You, and maybe you don't even yeah. do that. Like, even, like, talking to my nephews. Like, my nephews growing up in that town is so different than the way we grew up. Yeah. And they're just like, they're like, what do you mean? I was just like, yo, Fort Erie used to be buck. Like, it was like Roadhouse. There's some bars in there that were like, Roadhouse shit. <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> Straight up. Like, yeah. for real. Like, it was just like, like, there'd just be, like, fights. Like, you'd be like, like, when I was growing up, like, Ridgeway, I live in Ridgeway, and Fort Erie's like, there's like, th- like, Fort Erie, Ridgeway, Stevensville, and like Crystal Beach. All together, I think it's like 36,000 people. Wow. You know? And she's like, if you were at a bar and there was like a group of kids from like Ridgeway, which is 10 minutes away, it'd be like on. You'd yeah. be like, Damn. fuck Ridgeway. You know, like it would just yeah. be like small town hick shit. That's but it was just so like, but now it's like, it doesn't even, like it's so funny where I'm like, everyone's just walking around wearing like jogging pants. You know, like it's just like, yeah. it's just like a funny ass thing where you're like, everyone's wearing like, it's just, it's you're just the most tats of anybody in the whole town probably. I don't even know. Now everyone's got tat. Like it's yeah. just like everyone's just like walking around and got shit. Like it's just like metal militia motherfuckers. You know, like yeah. just like whatever. That's, that's everyone. fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's, that's a specific type. <laughs> is there something you want to do like on a bucket list that you want to achieve before you maybe retire someday? Like, yeah, I want to make this shit successful. Yeah. yeah, that's my next thing. My everyone's like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "I got it. I I got it. I can't think of more. I can't think of anything else I want to do. But more acting, maybe too, right? Acting stressful. Producing is what makes me. Okay. I like making stuff. Okay. I I I like making restaurants. I like making. Cl- I like making the stuff. Yeah. You know, like that's what I I'm good at. That's what I'm really good. Acting is like I turned down a feature film the other day. Like it's just like it's um. Wow. It's uh yeah it's just like it, it stresses me out. Why do something that's stressful? Mm-hmm. My life is so stressful. Already, mm-hmm. why do something that's like compounds that, and the time ain't worth the money to me? I look at everything in a very different way. I don't want to be famous. Yeah, I want to make money. Okay, mm-hmm. it's very different. Yeah, that's why I don't live here. I don't want to get sucked into any fucking thing that's bullshit. Mm. I want to make money. I want to do the work. I want to make the work. I'm about the the process. I'm about the fucking. That's it. I love it. Says process. I love it. Yeah, process. It. What do you got? You pro your pro, process. Process. Yeah. Yeah. Process. I'm switching it. I'm what, 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 what do you do to relieve the stress you have? Like what? Do you, what are some things you do? Like daily rituals. Anything like that? You guys saw my list, son. Daily the, rituals. No, I just know. Nah, I've done your podcast I so know. much that. <laughs> Every morning I wake up and I put my earbuds in and I listen to like ambient shit. And just kind of like not even meditate because I don't meditate. I'm not trying to act like I'm, I'm not some lie, but uh, I just like listening and mellow and just start the day with a little bit of that. Because sometimes you can open up that email real quick and go spiral town. Yeah. And so I try not to start with a spiral, <laughs> <laughs> and I just try to start with like you know 20 minutes of just laying there, wake up around like 6 a.m. every day, drink usually like a big big old glass of water. Every day, I, I'm a big water drinker. Nice, love water. Coffee head? Not a coffee head. I, I enjoy coffee. I like a like. This is a quad shot latte. I'll, I'll smash a quaddy, little four by four. I like you drink water in the morning. That's pretty awesome. There's a yeah. couple every water. morning, dude. Yeah. I'll drink like like cup. Like I'll drink if it's a regular. I'll drink like four cups in a row. Okay. Just chug it. Just get get the tank full. 
Nice. And then, um, and then I just go to work. It's like I do like nine to five. If I'm in Toronto, I do nine to five at the office. So I have my personal office, go there, do everything. And then, and then I usually go to one of the restaurants at nighttime from like five to 10. Yeah. So I'm just like nine to 10 usually is like my work day in the city. And then when I'm traveling, it's a little more freed up, but I'm just out here trying to do like meetings and do stuff like that. And then see friends and like yeah. try to find like a little more time to like reconnect and kind of build just like some shit out here. How far is Toronto from you? Uh, like hour and a half, no traffic okay. Two with traffic. Yeah, but I, I live in the city. I, I I live in the city Monday to fr- like I only see the kids. I only see the family on the weekends. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because you're working the whole time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you have a place you stay there too. In yeah. Toronto. Oh yeah, we do that right yeah, now. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah, we still, yeah. So before the before the podcast started, I told Freddie I was going to have you on. He's like, oh, I love him, and he's like, just let him know that uh, Rusty Pistachio is is the king in hardcore as far as coffee connoisseur. But Freddie Mabel is the is the is the OG foodie. Yeah, he's a big foodie. It's true. Um, everywhere he goes, he's always looking for the best restaurants, the best quality food. Uh, he's reading all about it. Um, so yeah, you want to give you he loves you. Give you a big shout out, dude, Freddie. Freddie, I still remember the first time he came to the restaurant. It was such a trip. And, <laughs> and it's such a the thing about food is such an amazing way of really meeting people. Yes, giving somebody a good meal. Especially yes. a touring band is like an incredible thing. Yes, and I, I've had an amazing life meeting really amazing artists and people just people through the through food where i'm like i'm here trying to give you something yeah you know i i i think freddie and uh you know that relationship obviously shout out to ben for bringing it when when ben was drumming for them yes that's how that connect came through shout out to old ben do so um you know and uh yeah, it's just crazy. Like, it's just like, I, I still remember, like, doing fucking Hoyas, the smoking word pod in the van, <laughs> in the Madball van in Toronto. And I'm just like, it, it's just like, but that's the thing. It's just I like, I love that shit. That's man. what it is, man. Yeah. And that, that, that's like, you know, Freddie, like, I wonder what the last text message, let me see. It's, it's me and him just like, it's not even like, you think you're going to meet like your like heroes. Then you meet your heroes and you're like, oh, we're just talking about like smoking pork butts. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a funny ass thing. Like if you <laughs> would have told me like. We texted with Freddie Madball about that. What does he say? He's just telling me the bear's tight. He's like still cooking, ran out of some carrots. I love that <laughs> shit. He's like lots of garlic and thyme. Can't wait to eat your food again. Like it's just like so me and Freddie are just talking about like food the whole time. It's awesome. He's like, yo, I was cooking the roasts. <laughs> thought of you man <laughs> it's so good like everything is just like oh dude what's up he's just like dude what's this i do my friend has a slogan chef tall cross i would shout him out like world peace starts in the kitchen like how it just brings people together yeah. food, just really good food and conversations mm-hmm. but that's it it's just you know like I mean? all the cliches are real yeah you give you give two people that hate each other a good meal something's gonna come from it you know, yeah. and even like, and you give people that like, it's just a respect thing too. It's like, yeah. it, it is one of those things where like, I love welcoming people in. I love it. Yeah. And, and, and to be able to like feed people, it's the same as fucking, except I can't fuck everybody, but I can feed people. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing is like, and if it's good, they come back yeah. and it's just like, and that, that, that's just like that respect. Like it is like one I of those things it. where I think it's like. I don't know. Like it is one of those things. It's just, it's, it's a beautiful, powerful thing. You feed somebody a good meal. They'll remember it. They won't remember exactly 
what it was or they yeah. want to remember exactly what it looked like but it's just like don't remember you gave them something good yeah and it and it's it's nourishing it's 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 a beautiful thing it's a powerful thing food yeah. shelter it's like essential shit yeah and it's just like you get tapped in it's just like that's the thing is like one of the things is like i'm tapped into a thing where i make people laugh through food so those are two things that are kind of unforgettable true. where it's just like if if you can make somebody laugh they'll love you forever mm -hmm. if so you true. feed them and make them laugh it's crazy yeah. and it's just like that's what's given me everything yeah. like the power of that is like has given me my entire life and then yeah. i just haven't given up on like the amount of work and responsibility it is to get to where I want to be with that. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. It's just like, I've always made people laugh. Like from day one, I always like, I was like the, the sweaty fucking kid chirping a teacher, making fun of somebody, making fun of it. Like, you know, not yeah. some bully shit, but like, I was always like the one making fun of things. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You know? And then, and then, you know, on top of that, now I, I, I teach people how to cook. So cool. And then the amount of people that are like, it's, cr it's a crazy thing. Like I put up cooking videos every fucking week. Yeah. People have been cooking food for like 10 years of my shit. Yeah. It's like crazy. And now it's it, incredible. It, it's a, uh, yeah, it, it's a crazy thing. It's like, it, it is uh, I don't know. It just, it, it, it's, it's wild. My you know? fucking, I appreciate you being, I appreciate yeah, your story, your journey, man. It's yeah. fucking super yeah, inspiring. I, pre man. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. This it's is wonderful. Man. I'm inspiring. glad I locked you down. We've been talking about this for yeah. a while, man. Dude. So, yeah, I, really I still it. remember when we were at Crossroads that one time, we're at Crossroads and we're running around and just like, I love LA shit. Like I'm still such a geek cause I'm still such an outsider. And it's like BJ Novak was in the building oh, just like right. eating. And I was just like, damn BJ Novak's over there. <laughs> I just like, it was like me and you and like Atiba. Yeah, we we're getting yeah, yeah. like, v, like you're like you gotta try this burger. It's the That's best right. burger. It's the best before burger. It first came out. Yeah, he was oh, there. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was before all that I shit. Get that burger. Wow. Every time I go there, I get that burger. But that was the thing. That was like that moment, and like you're like, and then yeah, it's just like a crazy ass thing. It was like me, you, Atiba, and then I was just like sitting there, and I was just like, like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's like I mean, cheeseburger's better. I'm like, I'm a cheese. Like I'm like the yeah. beef is for me. I don't know if it's better, but it's like I enjoy it more, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm just like, yeah, it's good. It's a good, it's a great veggie burger. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited after eating Boca burgers my whole life with some dry ass hippie patties. Yeah. When that came out, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, just like changer. giant black beans in it and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that's the thing is too. It's like when I used to tour around and like bop around and do shit, show up at some homie's house, he's got like vegan stew, and you're like, I remember just, I remember we were at this like punk squat in like Poughkeepsie. It was like sleeping in a barn and these like v. It was more like I was like with this punk band and we're like going and i was just like damn i'm so we're like we're all hungry and cold and like wet and just like and this guy walks in with like this big pie he's like i made vegan stuff I'm like so sick just like all the vegetables were just raw it was just like this crazy day it was like hot ketchup water with like fucking oh. just like squash <laughs> you're like just raw squash i'm like man this vegan school that's like, some tour shit though yeah but uh, just like you're still eating it like it's just like it's just like a fucking <laughs> that's hilarious yeah it's just like but that's it like it's just like I love food so much. And I'm also like down to just like be in a van with some dudes eating like frozen hot dogs or we used to buy like little burritos and put them up with the heat on and up in the windshield of the van. Wow. Just eat that shit or go some real just steal shit. shit. Just go steal shit. You, you, you have a call in one minute, right? Zoom. The what? You have a Zoom in one minute. That's why I was going to. Oh, gonna, yeah. And then don't, you don't want him to get a ticket. Oh, yeah. Parking. And we can take a photo. Oh, yeah. And we can take a photo right now, too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Any, any more questions for this guy? No, no. It's fucking amazing, bro. It's perfect. Let me check out my notes. Dance yeah. hard or die, motherfucker. Dance hard or die. <laughs> Dude, thank you for being here, brother. I'm yeah, really stoked. I'm happy for, for you, your whole journey, and I'm excited to see what happens next for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're a beacon of uh, positive it. light energy. I appreciate it. We're just trying it. to shine. We like, Yeah. Just try to do our thing. Never yeah. Thank you for having me in your home man. and the beautiful. Yeah. Nice to meet you, yeah, Mr. Lacey. Yeah. It's uh, it's beautiful, you know. Yeah. Well, awesome, and thank you for being here, brother. Yeah, baby. Bye, everybody. Peace. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets, even when it comes to my tattoos. I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now and I can't stop. I've had laser treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swiped the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient and it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to Removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 removal treatments done. 100 locations, U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology, cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do on these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out. Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch, and anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water. Love your brand. Love what you stand for. Love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst. Stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives.